This is Jordan Grace, and you're listening to the Social Suplex Podcast Network. BWB, this is One Nation Radio. You better get it right. Rich Ladder James Boy came to give him life. The blackest wrestling podcast has come to kick all ass and drop it six feet if they're kicking trash. Word, let me welcome y'all to something different. And if you dig it, man, you should let some friends listen. We be getting it in this on the regular, dude. Ravish and flow, but this shit rule. See, James don't rap, so I had to break it down. The whole network, man, we coming for the crown. Raps in the columns, I keep them both covered Making the beats too, so the listeners can bump it Hit us with the rating, yeah, I'm saying it's a five Before you hit a talk, bob your head side to side It's One Nation Radio, and this is the beginning It's Rich, and I'm here with James It's time to listen to One Nation We got the power of the this is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com. Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day. And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio. Uh, this is Kenny Omega. We're listening to One Nation Radio. Check it out, guys. These guys know what's up. Big Kenny Omega fans. That's all it counts to me. Goodbye and good night. Hey. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's edition of One Nation Radio. I'm James Boyd, and here we have Rich Lada. What's going on, man? Not much, chilling here really on the stream, much. and uh, you know, got the Kobashi orange on, and you know, just uh, you know, trying to be great, like like in the Kobashi. You know, what's up with you, man? Not too much. I got this uh, <laughs> the, the the Sixers beating the brakes off of the Raptors right now. I just got on over to the side, and yeah, man. Uh, you know, we before before we press record on the stream, we were talking about the NBA playoffs, and like you know. I, we should have turned this on. We should have turned this on way earlier because, like, it's a light show. There's not much to talk about um, this yeah. week. Like, we got AEW television, a little update on um, stardom from uh, the last two weeks of shows, uh, and that's not it. Um, obviously, you know, we fill time pretty well, but I don't know what we're going to talk about after, like, an hour and well, a half. It's, it's going to be time for the people in the comments and on the live stream to do their jobs. They need to come with the questions, you know, come here and tell us what it is. What do y'all want to know from your boys <laughs> from One Nation Radio? Um, <laughs> but yeah, there was um, there was some stuff that I got to catch up on, like the um, New Japan show from this weekend. I tried to, you know, watch it and the stream was just really bad for me. So I'm just wow. going to wait till it's on New Japan World. Uh, of course, that had the Will Ospreay and John Moxley match. Had uh, some other uh, matches as well. I believe there was a Suzuki and Ishii match uh, that led to Eddie Kingston challenging Ishii uh, for their DC show. That's going to be epic. Uh, someone must win in that match. Uh, but yeah, man, um, the in AEW uh, this past week they had a big week uh to say the least like they had dynamite they had rampage that was live and they had battle of the belts so i guess we can start in dynamite that was in new orleans uh and this of course was the arena that uh you know we once went to for that ring of honor super card of honor show yeah 2018 Um, we went we (laughs) i think it worked out the long run given it like being able to watch it was probably better to experience it live but like we went to that instead of uh NXT takeover New Orleans, you know, one of the, one of the greatest pay per views of all time in American wrestling history. But I gotta say, I don't regret it because, like, what getting up to watch it the very next day, unspoiled, like, man, that was a fucking blast. But like, 
at the time um, at that show seeing like Abushi it was Abushi and Hangman Page was like the opener or something like that um, yeah. there was Punch Martinez versus somebody I can't remember who it was uh, Ishii th- that's right yeah uh, you know Damian Priest now uh, formerly uh, Punch Martinez versus Ishii um there was a crazy multi-person ladder match that the Young Bucks were in. Uh, do you remember who was in it? I can't even remember. I believe it was Young Bucks, SCU, and maybe the Briscoes. I, th- I remember the Briscoes. Okay. Um, yeah. So, and then, you know, obviously you have um, the, the two, the last two matches, you end up having um, Kitty Omega versus uh, Cody Rhodes. Um, and was that a ladder match? Right. No, Kenny and Cody was a regular match. Just had I'm a bunch not, of bullshit in it. Ah, uh, that's what well, that's why I'm thinking there was a ladder in it because I remember like this might go through a table. That that was the um, rematch in San Francisco. Okay, okay, okay. Um, and then the main event, uh, for reasons that's still yet to be explained, um, uh, Dalton Castle versus Marty uh, Skrull uh, for the ROH World Title. And at the time, before we realized, before we knew that uh, Marty Skrull was a was a sex pest, like we were like, well, he's clearly the bigger star. Like he could take this to he could take this to another level. Go ahead and you know do this. But like, why the fuck is this the main event? Like people didn't come here to see uh, Dalton Cass. People came here to see Kenny Omega and Cody Rhodes. So uh, you know that match went on for that match went you know. In the typical Marty Scroll fashion, apparently in big matches, like he takes more time than he should and went longer than it should have gone. And we were the whole time we're like, yo, wrap this up. This shit even went on last. Why is it going on so long? Um, and uh, Dalton Castle getting that win. And Dalton Castle just showed up on AEW television this week, which is kind of full circle, right? Um, and like, I'm looking at him like so he got that big win then and like you look at him in front of his crowd and it's a crowd that's built off of New Japan Pro Wrestling and Ring of Honor from the last from 2017 or so 2016 or so to 2019 and he came out with Jonathan Gresham and like they they almost had to play, do some charity with uh, Dalton Castle like Jonathan Gresham played this match out for him to get over and I'm like why are you doing that you're the champion like. <laughs> <laughs> so they they played the we'll, nonsense we'll and wackiness, it. yeah, yeah. But yeah, um, but yeah, it was just funny to think about it and what, that way, like how this thing came around is like they did all that. It's like I mean, it worked out better than you know Madison Square Taven, but it was still like that wasn't a good idea. But um, yeah, so, it was cool so to see we'll that take, building on, on we'll TV. Take a, a detour. Uh, JML brings up uh, in the comments that the rumored AEW and New Japan show is June twenty third at the United Center. Um, what do you make of this, James? Like, I, like you would think, like this is like uh, something that everyone's kind of been pining for since this whole thing got started, um, meaning AEW. Mm-hmm. And it, I think it kind of shows like the progression of their relationship. Like we've seen, uh, you know, people being sent back and forth. Uh, like you know, like there's uh, guys. Uh, like Moxley and you know Jericho and they've sent some other people. Um, they sent lower level guys too, like uh, like the factories working a program with the dojo and right. different stuff like that. We've seen Rocky Romero come into Dynamite, Ishii, um, you know different people. Hikaleo, Hikaleo uh, got a match, uh, and it seems like it's just everything is is the small st- stakes have added up to where we're at this. You know, as the world's opening back up. Um, to where it's going to be exciting uh, to get everyone together. 
but what'd you make of this uh of this this rumor that's going around um oh uh tell Bruce that I can hear rich I don't know if that I don't know if that uh you know matters from my end but I can hear rich um so I think, I think um I think everyone's telling him that it's just him in the comments okay damn refresh Bruce uh what was the question again yeah in this show uh, possibility um, I mean it's really cool um you know obviously Tony Khan has this huge announcement uh you know which you know could be this could be you know he comes to tell us what his favorite flavor of pancakes are right uh he but um if they do this show I think it's gonna be big obviously it's gonna you know it's gonna threaten to sell out right um Danny Green just bammed on Siakam. Can't trust him. Like he, I, it wasn't like the Greg Paulus stunk, but he he still. I, <laughs> bro, Danny Green's my age. <laughs> Danny Green's my age. Anyway, um, so yeah, uh, I think it's really, I think it's really cool if it happens in like. We're gonna have to make some decisions on where that road to go if it, if it gets. Yeah, out. yeah, yeah, about that because it is um, in two months, and I'm like, maybe. Right, make decisions. It's gonna be a tough choice. I don't know, like you know, we'll, we'll, it, I'm pretty. I'm. I don't know if me or you ago. I'm pretty sure Jeremy and or Josh is going. Yeah, I'm yeah, pretty. Uh, I, I'm my, pretty sure I know Floyd's going to be, be going. Floyd right? will be there for yeah, sure. Floyd will be there. Yeah, um, like I may. Mm, I, we'll I don't see. Know. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. see. But um. I, I just think um I, I just think that like they can't get into the the thing that they, that New Japan did with Noah like they have to put singles big singles matches on the card like that that shit ain't gonna work in America like you're not gonna be able be able to put out some I don't know House of Torture versus Jungle Boy Luchasaurus and Christian we're not going for it it's not fucking <laughs> That's, happening it's funny because I. I actually think they would have a better chance of doing that here just because people were so rabid for this thing to happen. Like AW new Japan be like facing off that they can do that kind of stuff um, rather than in Japan where it's like when we're looking at it and we see all that stuff and we're like, Oh, just because Hey, this would be the first time this has ever, you know, like kind of happened like that. Um, and there's just such a hunger for it. Do I want to see something like that? No, but there's going to be a lot of politics around the finishes. I mean, one can look at the Osprey and Moxley match like they did that just an old school, like kind of contested finish. Moxley pins him. He kicks out right at three and they're doing like some angle base off of it. Uh, I so, didn't know about that. Oh, OK. Uh, I heard it was a great match, but, you know, that's kind was of. Was it? What, oh, yes. That's, what, that's what I heard. Yeah. No. No. Um, but I'm not enthused to watch it now. Oh, Um, internet bullshit. Yeah, but they um, like I think there will be at least two singles matches. I I would imagine. I I don't think they'd come out here and try the 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 tag thing. Um, I would. I don't know, man. You know, for me, uh, and we had a question in the comments. It says, uh, "Here's a question: How badly does AEW need Kenny Omega right now? AKA, is the product lacking without him, or still amazing without him?" 
Um, I don't think they need him badly right now. Like there's there's good stuff going on, but I mean, adding Kenny Omega never hurts uh, to anything. Um, I don't think they're hurting for Kenny Omega to rush back off the table and and still be hurt by the time he comes back. I think they're doing fine. Like their their shows have been consistently. Um, pretty good outside of you know something like a battle of the belts, which is we, we've now learned is like their 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 new blood one. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, like their television's been good. Their ratings have been fine. Uh, are basically what they've been. Um, I, they'll change once we get the pl- once the basketball playoffs start. I, uh, I I I am a lot less excited about an AW New Japan show if Kenny is not on it. Yeah, like but, I feel like yeah. he needs to he needs to be there in some some form or fashion. He needs to do an angle. Something needs to happen. Well, there's uh, some, there's there. somebody in here suggesting um, that I can see suggesting. Oh, uh, Drezer is suggesting like Okada Omega again, and like you know, no. oh, not don't come back for that though, right, Rich? No. <laughs> no, because like I, I don't know, like there's a there is something about leaving the series perfect. I think they do have to do it in America once at least. Um, but as far as like, I don't, I don't feel like there's a particular rush for that match because you can do a couple of these things, like you know, make sure everybody's you know 100 good to go. Um, and the likely main event, Punk versus Kenta, I think that would be pretty disappointing as a main event personally. Um, I. I mean, it mostly comes down to what are you going to do with CM Punk, and, and how do you, and how can you come justify him not being the main event? Like that really is what it comes down to. And like for me, um, like one, I don't know what kind of shape uh, Kent is in. He was fucking murdered on uh, January fourth or fifth. Yeah, we haven't seen was. him like since, right? Yeah, <laughs> Did he dislocate his hip? Yeah, he had a bad injury. Yeah, he had a he had a hip injury. I don't know if it was the Bo Jackson deal or if he or it popped out of socket, but. One of those two things happened, and obviously, you know, like um, that kind of happened to, or the Bo Jackson deal happened to um, uh, Chris Dickinson. He's back, but like Chris Dickinson, that's it, 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 kind of different. It's kind of different. Kind of like, looks Kenta, like a freak of nature. Yeah, Kenta, yeah, and Kenta has way more injuries and is wrestling a lot longer and is also older. So, uh, like you remember, like Kenta, there was a point where like we were like, "Yo, man, like is he ever going to get himself like back right after the after those shoulder injuries he had or shoulder surgeries he had uh, when he was in uh, when he was at Atomi and NXT?" So, like, you know, I don't think the rehab program or whatever else or the the the, the road to recovery is going to be as smooth. Um, but you know, Kenta Kenta main eventing uh, that show like I don't know if that's a thing that I don't know I don't know if even New Japan goes for that. Yeah, um, like, I don't know. Like, like maybe maybe you put like he's not a flagship guy for them. He's a guy that he's a uh, or let I me mean, how do I say this? He's not a top guy in New Japan. He is a guy that is like like a Momo in Stardom, where it's like this is a person that is like upper mid card, not main eventer top guy person so yeah. far in in New Japan. I don't know if it's me. I'll do something like. Throw some out there like Shingo Takagi versus Hangman. If Hangman's still the champion, something like that. Somebody Shingo's already been the champion in um, uh, in New Japan. He's kind of like coming down off that hill. Like you can afford to do that, and then you would give like you know Okada somebody essentially that's high up. That's kind of not you know really in the focus right now. So that can be you know one of those BCC guys or like I don't know. Uh, I don't think they'd, they'd have him beat Punk or anything. No, um, absolutely not. But 
I would probably maybe I, ugh, no, I don't I don't think you could go with Adam uh, Adam Cole maybe against Okada maybe something like that. I mean, okay, so I feel like he's so much bigger than Cole, and I hate to do the size thing, but like that would just be a lot. I if think for people gonna, to go for if they're ever going to do it, they have to do. Well, I mean, is that much different than him and Marty Scroll? Uh, I I don't think so. Yeah. Um. I think it, well. I will say this: If they're ever going to do an Adam Cole versus uh, Okada match, it has to be in America. It can't be in Japan. Right. Right. So, um, but yeah, I think like, a lot of people would be upset at this because w- one thing I'm finding is this: I don't know. There's, I think Adam Cole is next to like not on the Cody level as far as like strange discourse around him, but it's like. All right. There are people that hate that he turned his his back on WWE. There are people that did, never liked him to begin with. There yep. are um, he won us a lot over of, in 2019. There's a lot of like things around him. Like, and I see almost what everyone is talking about because, like, I'm like, okay, but like, I, I'm like, yo, but when it comes down to it, like, his matches always like go to a certain degree. I don't really like his offense, but like I think he's a a great ring general. Like and I think like this His match is better than his like skill set. Right. Or like, what do you think like, of I when don't you think of like what like top ten see, Adam yeah. Cole moves or sorry like you see like a like a Austin Aries like uh highlight reel or like a I don't know a Okada or whatever like it's just a thing where it's like he he's never out of place he has a couple spots that, that like pop people all the time that are automatic, and mm-hmm. he always has a great match. And like, and then another part of it is like, he's so fucking over. Like, yeah. you, you know, so I can understand like, why do, some do people watch, don't get like, it. You watch it and then go like this. Like, I, I feel like that's the only way. Like, if you don't understand, like, a well, what to do with him or what. I, well, I think a lot of people um, they see it as like. He's not Ricochet. He's not Johnny Gargano. But it's like it don't matter. He's every bit as over as those guys, or you know, whatever. It's like more, like <laughs> well, well, yeah, like like when you go through, the, like dude, pop in, a, go on your um Google Trends, just go on your Google Trends, type in Adam Cole, then type in Adam Page, and then look at and then look at what Adam Cole is compared to Adam Page. You'd be like, what are we complaining about? What what what, what are we doing? Like. They are they are getting over Adam Page at the expense of Adam Cole. Adam Cole's a bigger star than him. Oh well, like, but that's the point. Like, the point is to push uh, Adam Page, and it's working. So who cares? Um, so like all this stuff when people talk about like you know what are they doing with him, whatever. It's like he's facing the champion. What are we talking about? Yeah, he's had one yeah. of the better feuds of the year and worldwide with the champion. He lost both matches, but whatever. He's the champion. Okay. Um, either I'm picking Okada to face uh, face Cole mm-hmm. or Danielson or left field Keithley. Okada versus Keithley. Yes. Huh. I've never thought of that match forever. Um. I don't know. I, I I don't. I don't even know. I want to. I I have no expectations. Like the only thing I want and is then like champions retain. Obviously. Yeah, yeah. Like all I want is like if you're gonna really do it, have singles matches to that people want to see, and you know go from there. Like 
you know, like, you know, because his thing, like, what if this is just turns out to be like a, you know, almost like a G1 supercar where it's like all this shit self-contained. It's not interpromotional. It's just a super show. It's New Japan versus New Japan. It's, it's AEW versus AEW. I think there's, I think people are jumping the gun on this um, to an ex, to an extent. Like, am I, am I, yeah. And like, to be quite honest with you, I'd rather that than them come out here with these tags. Mm-hmm. I'd much rather that than same thing with the Noah stuff uh, at the beginning of this year. Is like if you're gonna do this, you know, this, this joint show, whatever else. If you if you're gonna do these these you know these inter promotional tags, save them. Just do just run big matches instead. I'd much rather watch that. I'd like to see them do like at least like one like team five on five uh, match with like eliminations over the top rope. I think that'd okay. be awesome. So who do you like, so who do you have in mind? I guess you can you can Dark do water. like nah um <laughs> man like you would need something with like more than five people in it so um AFO maybe, yeah yeah you could do that nah, you like can't get you know with AFO. And, and you and you put them in there with LIJ you know and, and so they can just smoke uh AFO real quick get them out of there I mean, you know, they'll, ha- they'll eventually have to come down to Naito and Andrade, and that's where you get your real kind of face off mm-hmm. there. Okay. Um, but maybe I don't know. There's there's a lot of different. All right, Jericho appreciates society. That's what you do. Oh God. Yeah, you know, I, and run it back. Jericho Naito, familiar. Um, but yeah, I, I I could they just do Jericho and Dan Garcia in a handicap match? <laughs> <laughs> I'd much rather watch that them go to two on five. Oh, I don't think LIJ has five. five members anymore, though. They, I don't know if they have five. Uh, you're right. They're, they're still at yeah. four. Yeah, yeah, yeah Bushi. No, 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 no. It's about five, right? Um, Bushi, Tanahashi, Sonata, uh, Takagi, and uh, in Naito. Okay, didn't do do the House of Black versus them then? You know. I was black has what and three then, people? And then do three on three. And pick, three? pick three of them. Okay. So um I don't know. It, there's a lot of different ways they, they could go uh with this thing. I'm kind of keeping it, you know, if it happens, cool. If not, I'm not sweating over it. I don't think it's something anything that needs to happen at this moment, because you know, I, like personally I don't want to see this thing without, you know, Kenny involved, but that's just me selfishly. Yeah. But um so here's here's my thing. Like because the main thing's the main thing and like they, they talked about the the Kenta and CM Punk thing. What CM Punk has to be in something big. That's the point of, that's the main drawing point of doing it in the United Center. So what 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 would you like him to do in a New Japan uh era? Tanahashi? Mm, Osprey. I don't think he can keep up. I mean, that's why they work together. So, like, <laughs> like, 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 Will knows how to wrestle an old guy. You saw what he did with Satoshi Kojima. That was awesome. Um, I think that Kojima can go. Uh, <laughs> can, still has more go than CM Punk does at this point. Like, CM Punk is going is getting is done all off of storytelling. And that's there's that's no shade to him, but um like I imagine like CM I imagine like Osprey and CM Punk going face to face looking each other in the eye, and then like I'm just looking at like 
I'm just looking at those dudes. I'm just like, uh, I don't know. I All mean, right, they can, they can White do then. something. <laughs> oh God. Like I'm, 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 I'm picking a heel to fight him. Like, but you got to pick a heel that they don't want to. They don't want to protect. Don't say be, evil. He don't fucking Jay say White. evil. He could, he could be Jay White. You think they let him be Jay White? Yeah. Okay. Like, Jay White. Then. Uh, like, if it's not him, then you're looking at like Zack Saber Junior. Um, you're probably looking at somebody white. Uh, I'd rather as, watch, as I go through this. I'd rather watch uh, Saber versus uh, versus. Uh, punk than than white versus punk. Um, I think they yeah, <sighs> um, yeah, yeah. There, there's a lot of ways they can go. I, I, I hope they w- whenever they tell us which way they go that it's it's dope. So okay, yeah. Shingo, Naito, Bushi, Hiromu, Sonata. Okay, yeah. Thank you, Purple Drain. Appreciate. I just it. said that like a few minutes ago. I I was I was scanning the rosters. My bad. Oh okay. Um, but yeah, yeah, so hold on. Uh, anyway, this would be a new Japan AW star. No, I, it can't. I don't want it to be like it. Look, if, if you're going to do that, right, the, the new Japan AW throw stardom in so you could do interpromotional AW women versus stardom wrestlers. <sighs> Brick going over. Just hope, hope y'all know. Give, get, look, give, give her. I don't know. Give her a Starlight Kid, whatever. Starlight. They, they love sending Starlight Kid out there to lose in some. Uh, she's going over Mayu. Anyway, you know, um, Iwatani. I mean, she wants know. a match with Mayu. She talked about how like she like thinks she's the best women's wrestler in the world and like or watches a bunch of her stuff. Um, Britt said this uh, on some interview that you sent me a few months ago that I remember, but. Um, I mean, I don't think Mayu would care about losing to Britt Baker, whatever. Um, but I mean, I, I just like you do Britt Baker versus Mayu, and it's like, is the match gonna be good? <laughs> you know, what I'm saying like, I, like regardless of like you know Thunder Rosa, like Thunder Rosa versus Mayu, that's more up my alley. Like I know that match is gonna be fire. Um, and like if she loses, she loses. It's fine, but. Um, for me, it's kind of like I like you got to put people on there that's actually really good. If you're gonna do otherwise, what's the point, right? Like, I, like I'm sorry, but like I don't want to see, sh- I don't, I don't want to see Jay Car go versus Shuri. That's dumb. <laughs> that's I, mean, I mean, dumb. I mean, we could line up like, with Tommy to get to, to get thrown around by Jade. You that's know? dumb too. Like neither one of neither one, neither like Jade is <laughs> Jade isn't there for that yet. <laughs> and also like. I, Nah, it just it makes no sense. You no, know, um, bring out bring out Tony Storm, you know, and, and and you know Rossi can even pick the opponent. You oh, know, yeah. I mean, he lo- look, he love her anyway. Who would who would who would he at this point in the game put her put Tony if he could choose who he would have her like wrestle in a return match? That um, man would put put her in a in a title match. He would make her fight Saya Kamatani right now. <laughs> Maybe not initially. Like, um, I think given the uh, the the Bushi Road thing, like, I mean, I can see her like, oh, like, like, oh, Tekla, send Tekla out there to get you know ground zero, and she can be SWA champion again, or something like that. Um, yeah. but as far as the Stardom stuff is just like, uh, that that's too far gone. Like, I would say this though, like, 
once they announce this show, you already can you already know where that's going to go as far as criticism for like where are the oh, women's matches? Oh yeah, where like, are the women? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. that's the first thing that happened. Like, look, um, if you are so inclined to 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 want starter for to to quell that, fine. But it's like they're going to want to put their champions on that show, and like you know, Thunder Rosa, she's um she's good enough to have a high quality match with anybody at the top of stardom, right? But um. Jade, if she's gonna come out, and squ- if she's gonna come the out and squash, going over Julia. If she's going to squash somebody, if she's going to squash somebody, like send Ida. Ida Ida's really good at going out there and losing and, and you know having fire and being impressive. So, um, what were you saying before about money? I, I said I said the bunny is going over Julia. <laughs> Can you fucking imagine? <laughs> Hey, you're hey, you're the third biggest star in in, in a company that you know always promotion that, that draws a thousand people like any weekend wants to uh it wants to do any weekend, right? Go out here and lose <laughs> to the fucking bunny. You know. Hey you know. serious question. Um has the bunny I, look, well, actually, I don't know what she's doing as far as her merchandising or her, her, her or her, uh, her her rollout. I have no idea what her rollout was, in, was entails a rollout. But unless it involves like OnlyFans or whatever else, I seriously doubt that she's seen any checks as quite as big as some Julia uh, merchandise checks from start of the last three years. I seriously doubt it. Seriously doubt it. Um, you know, there's also you know we we can send Momo Watanabe out there with the with the with the poo poo face, you know, to to get. Kicked by Anna J, you know, <laughs> you know, lo- loving loving these booking ideas. Where's where's Anna J in the in the uh, where is Anna J in like the hierarchy of the AEW's women's division? It's time a, to play. It's time to play the or game, and we didn't even know we were doing it. I was just like asked for a simple question, but sure, let's do it. Go ahead, pull up the roster. Let's do I've it. I've got it prepared because I come like a professional. Okay, if you guys are not familiar with the or game, it is very simple. We name the person, and then we go or, and then we would say who we'd rather have. Well, in this particular or case, we're talking better. about like status in the company, not actually like their skills in this situation. Okay. As far as let's go by presentation let's do from the that. company. Okay, that works. Uh Anna J or Abaddon? Anna J. Anna J or AQA. Anna J. Anna J or Britt Baker. Britt. Anna J or the Bunny. Oh, Britt. I'm sorry, not Britt. Uh Anna J, sorry. I lost it. I feel like uh, I feel like that one's a push. Think so? I feel like that one's a push. Like Bunny gets to at least go in there a lot. How does she uh, win? Mm, she could she could win more. I feel like Anna J wins more than she does. Yeah, maybe that's a function of her being a face Baby and face. able to heal. Yeah. I don't know, but that's what it seems like. So we got Anna J or Emmy Sakura. Anna J. Anna J or Carl Shida. Shida. Anna J or Jade. Jade. Anna J or Jamie Hader. Ooh. Um we might get an answer to that in this tournament. Um that might be a push for me. What what do you think? I'm gonna go Jamie Hader because they were using her kind of in a heater role mm-hmm. uh next to the champions. I think she just ranked a little bit higher and 
they they know what they're doing by announcing her and Tony Storm as a first round match Definitely. to to get people interested. I don't think there's a match that they could announce for Anna Jay unless it was against Ty Conti that would generate any type of excitement on that level okay. or close to it. Anna Jay or Kiara Hogan. Anna Jay. Anna Jay or Chris Statlander. Stat. Anna Jay or Leva Bates. Anna Jay. Anna Jay or Layla Hirsch. Uh, lately? Well, she's hurt now. Yeah. What was her injury? Knee injury. How bad? I don't know. Okay. Um, there were definitely folks on the storyline with her and Statlander. Um, haven't... Over the last full year, I would still say Anna J. Um, Mercedes Martinez. Anna J. Oh, she's disappeared. Um, Anna J or Nyla Rose. Nyla. Anna J or Paige Van Zandt. Well, they they definitely want to they definitely want to uh you know make this happen with, with Paige Van Zandt. Um, so I'll say that I'll say yeah, Paige. Anna J or Penelope Ford. Um, I think that she has climbed ahead because I can't remember last time I seen Penelope Ford. Same. Anna J or Rebel. Anna J. Definitely Anna J. Anna J or Red Velvet. Um, I've seen Red Velvet more of late, but I think she still doesn't win as much as Anna J does. Anna J or Riho. Riho. Anna J or Ruby Soho. Ruby. Anna J or Serena Deeb. Serena. Anna J or Ty Conti, her partner. Ty's in front of her. Anna J or Thunder Rosa. Thunder Rosa. Anna J or Tony Storm. Oh, it's going to be Tony Storm. You best believe. <laughs> Tony Storm for the beer. Like the Heisman just. Ah. So, uh, yeah. Um, um, yeah, Tony Anna Storm. J versus Yuka Sakazaki. She's not a everydayer, but you know, um, when she's around, she's a bigger deal than Anna J. Yeah, so but it looks like, like she's, special, she's a special square in the middle. Yeah, she's square. yeah, she's, she's she's like a straight up mid Carter. Yeah. Um. So anyway, always fun to play the or game. So I guess we can get to the um dynamite uh, CM Punk versus Penta L Zero M or whatever his name is this week. Oscuro. Uh, Os- Oscuro, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um I this was an interesting match. Uh CM Punk was attempting to do Lucha Libre. Uh, there was a there was a move. I think, you know, some people think it was a botch, some people think it was uh, a part of the match. It worked, whatever it was, it worked for the match because I think he started selling pretty uh I I, I like the selling after, and I'm not a person that's a stickler for you to sell and all that. I thought it was just an interesting match, and this was like a cool match because Pentagon's like we had had a conversation. I don't know if it was on air or not, but it was just like he's just always fucking over no matter where yep. he is, especially in Chicago. Uh, yeah, um, and you know there were there were jokes and said um, you know two great or one great Chicago star and CM Punk in the ring. You know um, there, and, and this is like a cool thing about AW. They just they'll just run this cool match out here. I don't think anybody was thinking about this before it happened, and uh, you know I enjoyed it. I. I, for some reason, I missed like the first five minutes of this, sh- of this match. I never got around to rewatching it, so like I'm missing a lot of context. But 
Um, I saw probably a couple minutes before, um, or no, actually when they, I missed like the first eight minutes. So like when the commercial break and then, um, I got, I got like the commercial break on. So like I saw like right before they led up to him trying to go for the top rope, Hurricane Rana, where he botches it and then he turns it into a cell job. Um, for not for one second that I think like he did that on accident. Or I'm sorry, he did it on purpose. Like he was trying to go for the big move, he botched it, and then he had to. And then you can tell by like the hesitancy from um, everybody that like they got to come up with something to add to it. Like so, you know, they they made the best of it out of that. Um, I've seen better jobs of botches being covered. Like particularly one that comes to mind is the um, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn match from Battleground 2016, where he goes for the. Um, he goes for the uh, Arabian moonsault, or Sami Zayn does, and then he lands on the shoulder on the apron, and then like Kevin Owens from the rest of that thing's immediately on on that shoulder the rest of the match, um, and that's one of the better matches in a or WWE on the main roster for the last like decade. But, um, but they did they did definitely make uh, lemonade out of those lemons, and I thought that it was a good match from, from the stuff I saw. I couldn't give it a rating because I didn't I missed the context of what happened at first. So, um, I'd probably say like three and three quarters um but we have breaking news james um kushida has left wwe really yes uh apparently there is the story is has not come out yet but that's what sean russap is reporting so no more jacket time should we talk about the run of kushida in wwe (sighs) for fuck's sake um Kushida is a lesson to all wrestlers. <laughs> Timing is everything. Um, you never be a mark for coming to WWE if you're a Japanese wrestler because anything can happen for you. You could turn to Asuka. You could turn into Kushida here. Um, they had him in. Some and there's no and there's no explanation and no reason for what happens in between those two like gigantic like you know. You could also be a ninja. You know, like yeah. like Akira Zazawa and yeah. stuff like that. So and, and um, ain't nothing, and ain't got nothing to do with whether or not how well the English you speak or how charismatic you are or how well you wrestle. It don't matter. You could you could be Nakamura or Oscar, or you could be you know Jiro or um <laughs> or Tazawa. And it, and it makes no sense or no wrong reason. Like you can't tell me Tazawa like ain't charismatic. He, he speaks better English than any other person uh, in, in Japan or any other Japanese person they have is a, that's a talent. So yeah, it makes no sense. They just, they just picking and choosing and then doing goofy shit according to their own. Kashida, everyone uh, assumed he wanted to be a heavyweight, uh, which is why he left new Japan. And then he ended up uh, just slumming it on the, on the pervert shows, uh, you know, NXT level up and two Oh five live and lots of shows like that. Just like, uh, the kitty table, as people will call them, like they roll them out there in NXT time to time. Never had a real program for them, uh, almost ever. Uh, you know, he when he when he got a chance uh, against Gargano, they had a great match. Uh, I believe he had a match with Walter once, and it was pretty good. But aside from that, I, it was great but short. I can't really think of anything else they really did with him that was meaningful. That you know, he started wearing jeans to wrestle in. Well, um, they gave him the storyline where it was a tie. It was a tiebreaker in the um, the two blocks. Oh, I remember that the two blocks of the of the cruiserweight, uh, basically G one where it's like three people in one block, three people in another block. And he, he was in a two way tiebreaker with 
um, Drake Maverick, and because Drake Maverick had just got released and brought him back, out the goodness of his heart, uh, in one of the better storylines in the in the inside of the, I almost said the bubble, <laughs> inside of the the PC, um, like he said, "Hey, you go do this because you know you know you need to you know try to secure this this contract for your family," and then like naturally because it's WWE. The Hill won, uh, Drake lost, and then uh, and then they still gave, because he lost, they still gave him Attaboy and gave him the contract, and he crossed his contract, and then they released him like a year later after doing that. It's like, yo, y'all are y'all fucking awful. So, but, so he did win the Cruiserweight title at one point. Kushida? Yeah, yeah. he did. He did. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is so, uh, you know, remember uh, the time where they had so many people in the performance center. He couldn't get a locker. Yep. Um, at one point. Yep. Um, and it was so overcrowded. And I guess the last time he competed in WWE was March 22nd. Of course, like, you know, when we think about when he went there, he went there, uh, probably, you know, his last show was the last show was the elite, uh, in new Japan, like his last Russell Kingdom, at least, you know, they gave him a farewell after that. It was, um, it was like a January 2019, t- uh, Corkin Hall. Like, he yeah. faced, uh, Tanahashi in the main event. And then, like, I remember this because I watched it because I, I knew, we all knew he was leaving for WWE. So, so like, I watched it. It's like a four and a quarter star match. And then, like, you know, he's, he loses, obviously, he's on his way out. And he shakes, you know, he high fives everybody and everybody, you know, at ringside and all around before he leaves. And like I remember the English commentators, Kevin Kelly, he was like, he's like, I think I, I'm pretty sure this is the last we've seen him in New Japan. I think he'll be back. And like because he knew like <clears throat> that wasn't no place for him to really be at. Yeah, um, three years. It looks like you know you just put it together. It looks like his contract may have expired, uh, and then like he's choosing not to resign. But he'll be just in time for Best of the Super Juniors. He can slot right back in there. They need to the help. Um, yeah, I mean, look, she's one of the best technical wrestlers in the world, period. So, like, we're, he ain't going to be hurting from work. Like, yeah, he'll, he'll like, if, he, like if he wants to go to New Japan, they'll, they'll ask for him to come back immediately. Um, if he want to go anywhere else in Japan, he could go. Um, I think I think New Japan will try to get him. I think Tony Khan would want to hire him. Like, you think all those people that were all that all the you think of all the Japanese or New Japan wrestlers that ran Rev Pro or did uh, Defiant slash uh, What Culture, all of them, all of them are people that Tony Khan clearly saw and liked and went to those shows and and, and saw. So like she'd be right up his alley. Yeah, and you know I don't think they have any local like Jack Japanese men's wrestlers like in AEW like. You know, got people like that live one. in America. Yeah, that live in America and like stuff like that. Like, yeah. uh, Dude, you know, can you like, imagine if, if him or Tazawa in AEW, how well they do? Yep, they'll get over uh, immediately because of how good they wrestle. Yep, and then you think you know uh, Takeshi's on the way in. You know, yep. maybe they can figure something out. You know, so uh, it'll be interesting to see where where he goes next. But he'll have plenty of suitors, and his WWE tenure was a big waste. Remember we saw we saw them we saw him and Keith Lee tag together at some house show random house show or maybe it was just because I, I went to a couple shows it was all my by my by myself but they tag together 
like at like a Tampa house show. And it's like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> what is going on? Like, I know they're both baby faces, so sure, but what? <laughs> Like it was like somebody just like pressed like a random match on a match generator and like they just brought it out and I was like I mean that's cool but what <laughs> so yeah like you know I, they they at times they had things for him they won't do things for him but as it came more and more to the end of them wanting to change things because they were trying to compete with uh with dynamite. And then, like the the bring, you know, them going transitioning over to from black and gold to two Like you can see, like he was one of them people that were going to be they're going was going to lose favor. And um, as you say, they haven't used him since like March. So it was like time's up. Look, you know, wrestlers know, like they yeah. know when it's time for him to make a move. Oh, they definitely know. Keith Lee, not listening Keith Lee, but um. Listening to the Gargano and listening to um, Kyle O'Reilly talk about like the end of their runs in New Japan, like with Renee. I mean, uh, NXT, you mean? Oh uh, yeah, that's what I meant. Like uh, at the end of their like their last years or whatever else, and like li- well, watching like the transition for them like to the to two about a year out, a year before they left, they were both like, yeah, you know, we were stale. Like Gargano was like, yeah, this shit's stale. Like you gonna watch you, you gonna watch me on the same show for five years? He knew, but you know, we but when we clown, but when everyone clowns Gargano because he looked at his hands, it's like, and then he talks about how like he looked at his hands, how like yeah, that wasn't exactly the coolest thing in the world. Like he's like, yeah, I was I was booked to do this. Y'all y'all make it act as if like this is what I want to do, but whatever. Um, so, you know, people know, like, they're not clueless. Like, yeah, they're wrestling fans just like we are. Especially the guys that are our age. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, looping back into AEW, uh, AEW World Tag Team Championship match. This was a show with a lot of wrestling on it. Um, and, uh, this was Red Dragon against Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus pick up the win. I was really into this match. Um, I started noticing that Bobby Fish was getting um, isolated off at the end. And I was like, come on, bitch. And then, you know, Jung- Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus uh, hit the Thoracic Express for the win on them. I was shocked. I thought the belts like were changing here. But I guess the message was being sent. Uh, this week to uh, Red Dragon and Adam Cole that you know you y'all getting your ass whooped you know when you, when you come in up up in here up in here, um, but yeah, Jungle Boy and Loose Swords do it again, another uh, match that's awesome. I I don't know like you know outside of the matches if they're the most compelling team or anything like that, but like they step in uh, and the matches are awesome. Like Kyle O'Reilly, you know, and Fish were awesome in this match um it was i i enjoyed this match a lot yeah i i thought this match had like even um important subtext beat um or playing on um tendencies where like you look at a lot of the tnt title changes or like a lot of the babyface title changes from from babyface to hill and AEW, and it's because they gave the babyface an out right like Darby, Darby Allen was beat to shit by the time he got to Miro, right? Sammy Guevara, you know, went through a table and was holding on for dear life before Scorpio Sky beat him in that match, right? Like, there's it, it, a lot of those. Um, so, 
for me to see that the way they were working over Luchasaurus's leg and how he was selling and like the guy that's the hot tag guy was the one that was the one that was you know getting the heat this time in in the way that they did it almost reverse compared to what we normally see out of Jurassic Express it was interesting to me and it worked it worked really well um and they were they were tearing they were basically like in football like they uh offensive linemen like they're told to like you don't try to take someone head on you try to take you try to move them instead of moving straight forward you try to move them left or right like or at like a 45 degree angle it's called taking half a man like when they were working over his leg, they were out here trying to take half half of the Luchasaurus because he couldn't handle the whole thing. Uh, so um, it was it, it was fun to watch. And then like you know they kept getting in these predicaments where like they got them like a, in a submission attempt and like going to tap and they kept surviving. And then um, like some of the near falls were great, and I th- I thought this was a great match. Um, and like it's another one of those. It's another one for Kyle O'Reilly as a tag team wrestler. Dude just does this. Um, I would love to see them wrestle again. Um, we'll see whenever that comes, but yeah, it was um, it was a great match. I I saw the cage match score and I was quite frankly surprised. I was like, really? I thought it was a four yeah. and a quarter star match. I, I really yeah. I really enjoyed this match. Yeah, I I thought it was baffling. Like, and you know, I I don't know. Like, I I think people need to get their eyes checked. I, um. I, I also <laughs> I also looked at some of the comments just to be like, am I crazy here? And like, a lot of people do not like Luchasaurus. I know that's, that's another one. Like, it's like all all this dude does is from day one get crazy reactions in any building he's in. What are you not seeing? What are you not understanding? Maybe they want like, promos from the talk from the from the dinosaur. I don't know. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. Like, yeah, yeah. I I have I have no time to address idiots. Um, but. Yeah, man. Luke Shores is awesome. Uh, and then FTR comes out after the match um, and their music hits. Crowd's going up for them. Uh, they kind of face off with uh, Red Dragon the aisle way, but they're kind of overlooking them. And it looks like FTR is like knocking on the door for Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. Maybe they have to go through Red Dragon first uh, as, as their run kind of continues. Uh, but they uh, held essentially like they've got two sets of belts and they look like they're coming for a third. Yeah, I, I noticed that um, the thing that mostly got me was, or the thing that, that mostly uh, stood out to me was when they did, they, you know, they, they held the Ring Honor tag tiles in front of, like, a former 14-time or 15, 16, 20-time Ring Honor champ, tag champion, so I thought it was funny. So, like, I want to see that match again, because, like, they had it in NXT, and it was awesome. Um, but, yeah, I just... Uh, if, you know, if and when they get to Jungle, um, Jurassic Express versus FTR, you know, um, I wonder how that's going to work out because, like, you know, there's hasn't been that many. I don't think there's been that many tag team babyface versus babyface like tag title defense in AW. Has there? I, I'm mistaken on that. It seems like um, they normally stick to the traditional heel versus babyface. You know, yeah, dynamic. yeah. Um, they were they were heels and they fought against the Lucha Brothers back at full gear uh the loser bros wrestled jurassic express i was face versus face yes that's right that's true that's the only real one i can think of though um but after that uh we had uh, blackpool combat club they note the they're going to take on the gun club uh and wheeler says that the real work begins um after that they kind of faced off go ahead um 
I would like for, some, for people to go back and rewatch that promo and look at William Regal and um, I, I think he might be hanging out with Tony Khan too much. You stupid. <laughs> Regal's doing his thing where he acted like he, he used to act like that when he was in WCW. Exactly. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> you mean? Like, <laughs> nope, talking. leave it at that. Leave it at that. Leave it at that. No, no okay, let's move on. Let's move on. Fine. <laughs> so uh, they announced Hater and Storm um, for first round of the Owen Hart uh, Foundation Tournament. Jamie says that she and Tony are like Owen, that they hone their craft in Japan and Europe. Tony Storm, obviously not really an orator says nothing and walks away it, it was weird because like if there's anything that she actually did well in, in NXT was like she improved as a talker and then like I don't know if it was because they were cut for time so there was no back and forth but like it's nice to see that it's nice to see that like the stuff I saw and starting from Jamie as a promo like I wasn't losing my mind and just was like you know like I saw charisma I saw some fire I saw like wittiness and like she kind of had that here, not not some big deal, but it's like it's, it's they let her talk more than she ever had before. Um, yeah, I think I think if they let her talk and let her show her personality more, she would get over. But you know, they only they only got so much time. Yeah. Um, so uh, another news update about Kushida. Uh, as we kind of mentioned, it was a contract ex- expiration, so he can show up somewhere tomorrow if he wants. Um, and where's AEW at on Wednesday? I don't know, but I'm sure if <laughs> there's a situation, they can fly him in. Tony Khan does have a private jet. Yeah, hey, um, you know, we uh we got an announcement that we we're going to do AEW versus New Japan and let you know the first person on this AEW side is Kushida. Like, what? <laughs> like, there's going to be a 515 team AEW. <laughs> It's also when that shit out of nowhere, you're like, wait, what? When did he show up? Okay. All right, fine. Yeah, man. Um that's interesting. It's really interesting how that how that worked out. Like, he's he's gonna be fine though, wherever he ends up. Like, I just remember like when they were starting you know, as the pandemic stuff was going on and I remember like he ended up um he took a video of him like getting the vaccine in his car. You know they had mm-hmm. like you know the you know they had the, the drive through vac- vaccination places. Yeah, I remember just being like, this has to be such a mind fuck for him to go from Japan with like how you know how serious they are about like taking care of you know, you know how serious they are with like all the restrictions in Japan. We ain't you know you can't even get into Japan yet, right? And meanwhile, like he probably is like they they doing what out here? And I was just being like, yo, he probably you know he you know he brought his family with him and you know. And it's like, he hell, I mean, some of the vignettes and or video packages for him, like, it was showing him playing with his daughter and how he came here for a better life. Almost like a, it's almost like an immigrant story. Um, and it's like, and now he and his, he and his wild ass, wild, wild west ass country that don't give a fuck about nothing. And like, I, I felt bad for him at times. So, um, not to say that he, you know, he's someone that, that needed to feel, be felt bad for, but, um, you know, Hopefully, hopefully he catches on somewhere, or not. Hopefully, he will catch on somewhere. But hopefully, he like this isn't something where like I, he feels like he wasted like three years of his life in a career. I hope not. 
MJF versus Sean Dean. <laughs> the captain rides again. Sean Dean continues to own the pinnacle. This this what we going fantastic with? Fantastic angle. This what we going with? Yes, crowd goes fucking insane. Uh, wins by the countout. Uh, Wardlow shows up, beats the hell out of a bunch of other geeks. Uh, MJF gets chased up the ramp, and then he gets counted out, tries to buy the ref essentially off, but the ref does not give in to his demands. And Sean Dean once again defeats MJF. Uh, a legendary performance, some say. Um. So I saw someone mention a great point. So there was security all around the place, rampant or whatever else, to keep Warlow out. So Warlow then shows up at, dressed in someone's security uh, clothes with a security mask, which now begs the, begs the question. Like, when are we going to see, like, the backstage footage of, of, of super spy James Bond Warlow um, beating the hell out of somebody, subduing them, and then taking their clothes like they're Agent Forty Seven from the video game. <laughs> Look, did some, is somebody get left uh, back there in their drawers? Like, like what happened there? Yeah, like if this Metal Gear Solid knocked their ass out, stuff them in a locker, took all their shit, leave them butt naked in the locker, or tied up, whatever. Like, I just. It, it was funny, like thinking about, like, yeah, like, are we gonna see the follow through in it? The follow through should be on, like, some not not on TV, but like some BTE shit. And be like, uh, like, let's say it was, um, I'm not even get into it, but like, it'd be funny just to be like, so what did Warlord do to actually you know, pull this off? Like, to pull off this, you know, this, this, this scheme of the century, right? This, this whole, this whole play. I want to see how the whole play, uh, uh, was orchestrated, but yeah, um, yeah, it, it's great. And like is is it's gonna you know it reached a point now where he's pissed off and he's like you know what I've had enough of just ignoring you now I'm gonna put you to work and I'm gonna and now like he's brought him back to pay him to go face somebody that's dangerous which is like this is the subtext of this Vince Man stuff is like just so great um, yeah so great so butcher that's next week right or actually that's this Wednesday. week. Yeah, yep. yeah, can't wait. Wardlow versus Busher. Oh man, that that's 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 yeah, that's got me all over it. Um, Darby Allen wants a coffin match with Andrade. Last time we saw one of those was excellent. Uh, it was Ethan Page, Darby. Uh, if he's the stipulation man, uh, I love I love to see him never lose one of these. Uh, you know, but that should be fantastic. We had uh, Jericho Appreciation Society against Kingston, Santana, and Ortiz. Uh, Eddie came out with the Junkyard Dog Thump shirt on. Um, the They had Santana and Ortiz starting against the Jericho Appreciation Society, but Eddie basically charged uh, Garcia, kind of uh, a la, you know, if you guys checked out New Japan Strong, he was charging yep. him between the tags, yep. different Every stuff like that. Yep. Um, and then, like, you know, they're, they're working, and all of a sudden, Jericho fucking cracks Eddie Kingston in the back with it with the bat. Fucking hilarious the way he did it. Because, like, they're kind of just wrestling. And all of a sudden, you see the camera, like, in a spot where you know some bullshit about to happen. And then you just hear that crack of the bat, and Eddie just crawls, like, or falls, like, he was shot. Like,. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then Daniel Garcia rolled him up for the win yep. or whatever. Um, so Jericho Preaching Society still kept very strong here. They're not dropping any falls right now. Yeah, especially early on. And um, 
at certain point, Eddie Kingston and um, Santana Ortiz have to beat them. Um, but I don't know. I'm, I'm assuming it's going to be safe for like a bigger show. Right, yeah. but uh, usually has like blood and guts written all over it. Like. But yeah, but they need another person or two people. Do you who do you think they will be? Eddie Kingston can find somebody. I don't know who. That's but, true. Um, like I mean, obviously, all I have to do is like literally like show one video package. I mean, I'm walking up on uh, Moxie backstage, being like blood and guts. Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> it, would, it would take like five. It would take five seconds to be like, well, y'all won't work tonight, BCC. Y'all, y- y'all won't work tonight. Not, right. well, not, maybe he has to get another person besides him. But like, all he has to do with Moxie is like, it's almost like, uh, like that, um, uh, Jeremy Renner in Ben Affleck movie, The Town, where it's like, hey, um, I'm, I'm not gonna tell you. I'm not gonna tell you why, but there's some guys that. We need to hurt, and we need to hurt real bad. And then he goes, "Okay, so whose car are we taking? Mine or yours?" Like that is the kind of relationship Moxie Keeks should have. So, like, I, you know, like all it would take is like, "Hey, man, blood and guts, you in?" All right, and then they walk off together. Like yep. it, it, it takes like eight seconds. So, um, but we'll figure out. We'll see who we'll see who ends up being. But like, if that's what they plan on doing, then then yeah. I should mention that this crowd was insane the whole night. Yeah, they were. Up until this point, Marina Shafir then took on Sky Blue, and it turned into a mausoleum. Um, Is that the quietest that AEW crowd has ever been for Dynamite Rampage? Yes. I can't think of anything that's close. That's what I'm thinking, too. Like, this was, like, such a stark presentation contrast from the rest of the show, and it was, like... What is this? Like this is one of those where I was like when people when WWE um f- people in the you know were, were, words were coming out when you know, we can see the reactions for dynamites at the time of pay-per-views they would say like everybody's over, you know, nobody's rejecting anything and it's cuz all this shit's too easy and this crowd is just like sycophants or whatever else and um, and they'll go for anything that, that that comes out of you know Tony Khan's draws at the time, and it's like okay, um, counterfactual. Now what? <laughs> because like they did not give a flying fuck about Marina Shafir. Um, yeah. So now what? Yeah. And, like not, there's been other examples of the crowds crowds not been not just ready to go with whatever they do. Like look at the Cody reaction. Look at the Sammy Guevara reaction right now. But like. There's another one for those who say that like these, these crowds are just so anti WWE they'll cheer for anything any old mindless thing that that Tony Khan does. Well, he put out a woman with a legit background and they did not care whatsoever. Yeah, uh, score one point less for the it looks like a real fight people. Um, score uh, one point less for you know we just need to be overrunning this thing with with women segments. Um, this is like. And I don't think this is necessarily on Shafir and Blue. It's not. They didn't care because they don't know them. Yeah, they don't know them. They are kind of in a no-win situation. Like, they're window dressing for Jade, and, like, they had the baddie section being shown, stuff like that. They're obviously trying to get Marina Shafir on TV at least once, and they announced a match for uh, Rampage next Friday mm-hmm. uh, with Marina and Jade. Um, 
it's just a it's just a bad presentation thing. Like it's a it's a it careless is. job um, that that was done like for this. Like even yep. if you know, and I saw like people were trying to bang on Marina Shafir pretty hard on that. She wasn't so, like she wasn't like she was awful. Like yeah. I understand people. I understand people were like. There was like one they, like they were doing the clips, and then it was funny. It was like, oh, yeah. they need a performance center, and it's like, well, where do you think Marina Shafir trained? Like, right. what are you trying to say here? Right, um, <laughs> right. Like, where did, one, where do you think she came from? Two, that, the way that that looked, depending on your opinion of it, a lot. I saw a lot of people were like, yeah, this actually looks like a competitive grapple between two people, and I was like, I, I guess you can see it that way. For me, I just saw it as like it looked like there was a miscommunication once or twice, and it wasn't smooth. Um, and like, I don't really think Sky Blue is a person that's trying to have some, is trying to, you know, work a blood sport match. Um, but it just, it, it just didn't work and it wasn't, and it wasn't particularly good and go, you know, next time do something better. And I think, um, you know, if you're trying to feature Marine Shafir, give her someone, give her a win over someone that is like. You know, it kind of matters that is kind of around that is seen that is something where she looks dangerous. And I don't know. I think this is a big swing and miss. And that yeah. Marina and Jade match, I hope they have their affairs in order because I think people I think they're taping that one for a reason. Yeah, uh, I mean, well, at least you got the one part where it's like the J component where she's so over that like no crowd will ever act like that to one of her matches in AEW. So they have, mm-hmm. you know, they have that going for it. And we'll see, you know, when those two get together because it's like whoever is helping them or whatever they come up with, like if they can just filter it through the the part where like Jade is just, is just, just big athlete and um, big impressive athlete and and Marine Shafir is an leg- legitimate ass kicker. Hey. It, it shouldn't it shouldn't be that hard. It shouldn't be that hard for him to actually have a match that's not terrible. It should maybe, be. Maybe Jay was on to something when she said oh, nobody right, cares right. about that MMA shit. <laughs> maybe she was on to something. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we we got the announcement of Hook debuting on Dynamite. Um, and Lesson Air was trying to talk to him, but Mark Sterling and Tony Nice walked in. Uh, and I saw this and I was like. See, this is exactly like what, like, if you have Hook, right, and you're trying to enhance Hook, maximize Hook, what would you do? Have him wrestle someone like Tony Nese, who's literally his trainer at Creative Pro. I didn't um, know that. Yeah, like, he's a trainer at Creative Pro. Okay. And Hook's Dynamite debut is, obviously, we know what Tony Nese is here to do. And anytime I can see Tony Nese, I'm with it. This is going to be awesome. Um but he threw a medicine or hook threw a medicine ball behind him and Danhausen catches it. More hook and Danhausen, James. Why do I keep saying seeing Danhausen here? I don't know. Um I'm trying to think. I feel like I saw Danhausen do something. Oh, he did something backstage uh with the with um not backstage, but like a dark match or dark promo with Regal. And that was fucking hilarious. And it's like know who you're doing this with. Right, like, I, I, I'm. There might be some people that think it's cute, or whatever else that they're doing it with Hook. But like for me, and I get the premise. Like, Hook is too badass or too cool to get cursed. I get it, but um, it doesn't work for me personally. Like, I, I need like so when Danhausen comes out here, and like he curses 
William Regal and William Regal starts fucking limping around the ring and and you know take and not damn ready to take bumps. Like I thought that was hilarious. Like it just depends on who actually has the chops for this. And like Regal, you know, he's done a million comedy matches, you know, over the decades. So just this experience thing, it make it work better. And then you have Moxley and, and Danielson to vamp off of with that too. Uh, so yeah, uh, it, it it they got to find new people for Dan Housen to do it with, in my opinion. Uh, then up next, we got the Black All-Star game. We got Powerhouse Hobbs and Ricky Starks against Swerve Strickland and Keith Lee. And this match was incredible, uh, to say the least. Uh, these guys have been putting in excellent work on Rampage and a few gets imported here. Uh, Ricky Starks coming out in the all-white hometown babyface looking like he was about to cry coming yep. in. That was great. Um, that was awesome. Hobbs was out there. Uh, he's been definitely going hard in the gym. You can tell the physical transformation with him. Swerve comes out. It's his dynamite debut, and eyes were on him. And he, I think he showed, like, I believe Shingo Takagi's words for Swerve were he is the peak embodiment of, of athleticism or something like that in the uh, Japanese uh, feed. Uh, if you guys haven't found the Shingo Takagi translations yet, um, they're great. Uh, find that on Twitter. It's not too hard to find. The person actually follows me. Uh, I don't know their name, but uh, before the end of the show, I will give their information. Um, but yeah, this was excellent. Um, this they were just like they had so much stuff planned. Um, I actually had you know had talked to Swerve ahead of time uh, for this match. You know, just sh- shoot him a good luck, like you know, before his big matches, I'll hit him up or whatever. And he was like, you know, I had suggested like this spot because I saw Ricky Starks tweeting about a, a great match from all Japan. And then I was like, well, I was like, no, nah, never mind, because I was like, he'll probably get cheered. So uh, he and, you know, I know he's a heel, but he'll probably get cheered in his, in his hometown. But Swerve assured me they had some stuff planned. And boy, did they. <laughs> um, Swerve was doing a backflip off Keith Lee's chest. Uh, I saw there was uh, a lot of great. Uh, there, there was one time I think he d- dove off the rope into a spear from Ricky Starks. Uh, Lee was doing all his his powerhouse stuff. Um, Lee or excuse me, Hobbs is like throwing everyone around. I loved this match, and it was uh, it was like just a. <laughs> it was it was funny, man. It, you know, I heard, I just heard so long. You know. Like, like I, I assured people this day would come when Keith Lee would be here, when Swerve would be here, and it's going pretty great. And Hobbs and Starks ended up getting the win. Uh, Taz came out, grabbed his leg. Uh, Hobbs hit the big spine buster, and I think that shocked a lot of people. Yeah, and he pinned Keith Lee, and it's like, man, I, like I thought it was a big win for Hobbs there. And all four of these guys are more over going out of this thing, I think, than going into it possibly except with Keith Lee just because he got pinned but I don't think that hurt him at all but um, yeah I was very happy to see this and I think you know there, there's a big L for, for a lot of people that were uh, you know strangely quiet uh, you know and that, that normally you know have so much to say uh, about such matters but um, yeah I was into this yeah great match um, I gave it four and a quarter I thought it was I, I don't know which match was actually better but I, I think the match this match is more spectacular than the tag title match. I just like the story of the tag title match more. Um, but both of these matches, I gave them the same rating. Um, I, I thought, I thought like Swerve was awesome, and like I love Keith Lee, and 
like the Keith Lee and Powerhouse Hobbs stuff is more or less like that's kind of what you saw in the tag in the singles match they had like the week before. Um, and Starks like Starks Starks really played into the how fucking over he was um, all all throughout the entire match and like you know the part where like you said it, it looked like he wanted to cry. I don't know if it looked like he about to cry, but he damn sure wanted to. Um, uh, it, it was it was fun. Um, I, I think I think I'm pr- I feel. Am I wrong for feeling for feeling like if that had been any other town, they the NXT squad would have won? Am I wrong for feeling that way? Uh maybe. Yeah, I, I think I think the hometown thing definitely played a factor in uh, Team Taz winning. Yeah, um, and I I think that's the theme of the week. Like you can look at the tag match, you can look at Hangman going over um, on Cole, and it was just like. There's uh, it feels like there's I don't know like I haven't worked out the whole thing yet what I want to say about it but they're like the AW people aren't being discarded let's just say that um, yeah so up next uh, we had Thunder Rosa presented a cake from Nyla Rose she got it shoved in her face but then uh, she hit Vicky Guerrero but then Nyla Rose still beat Thunder Rosa's ass anyway so um. You know, I know you had uh, sent me a LeBron James you bum of the month or week nomination. I thought Thunder Rosa was not looking great here. Did I? Yeah, or it was it was in one of the group chats. I, look, man, I be forgetting what I say. <laughs> like, I, you know, maybe I did because it's like she, you know, you you put the cake in her face, she's punched out her, you know, and then she still laid her out. Like, all right, well then, who actually won this segment? Nobody. It was a three way tie for for this segment. Okay, cool, great. Well, actually, it's a two way tie, but. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I didn't know what this was for other than just to get, well, obviously it was to get Vicky off the table. That's all it was about. Like, to make sure Vicky was going to come out and interfere in their match at Battle of the Bell. So, from that perspective, they accomplished that. Uh, as far as, like, me wanting to see their match more, it, that didn't do that. Did it make me want to see it less? No, but it just was a push. ROH TV Championship, Minoru Suzuki versus Samoa Joe. Um, this was excellent. Lots of chops, about four or five minutes of them, uh, real man fighting. And then I think there were a lot of astute points people were making about Samoa Joe that I hadn't considered. Um, and these guys were just stiff as fuck with each other. And I guess that's the recipe for, for uh, when, when you can't really move around as well. Uh, you know, and you're, as you're used to or, or fly around like, well, we're going to have to make it look like it hurts a lot and then you know and just hit hard and make that shit sound phenomenal uh so suzuki uh drops the title to joe here um this was excellent i I think i went four stars with this one and it was just like damn we we actually got the real match like there wasn't like like suzuki didn't show like obviously with suzuki there's always a shtick factor but i feel like he got to really you know do him and as and people understood why suzuki suzuki here and Joe, this was like, you know, this is the best Samoa Joe match I feel like I've seen in years. Um, so the things you, the things that you thought were good points about Samoa Joe was it? What was it? Was it just like, uh, what 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 did you hear that it stood out to you as far as were good points that you saw online? They said, well, you know, he was going to have trouble in WWE as as the further he went on in his career because he just wouldn't be allowed to hit people that hard uh, anymore. And it's <sighs> like the key for him as he was going to get older was to get hard, hit harder and get stiffer. Mm-hmm. And here it looks like he'll at least allow to be able to 
he'll be able to do that. He can hit hard in safe places, but um, okay, I, I don't know. Like, and you know, he'll be wrestling. He won't have to hold up to a um, a full time schedule. Right. Uh, he can peak for whatever he does, and. Yep. I'm not gonna say like he looks like he's in great shape or anything because it's Samoa Joe, but nah, he nah, nah. he still he still like comes out and he's a weird color. Yeah, um, so like he's he's got to work on that. But I mean, I don't know if that's something you work on. It's just you know, it's just what happens. Like yeah. you, um, yeah. I, I thought this was a a good uh, presentation for him. And then, uh, but what do you think about the match? Um, love the match. Uh, like you mentioned, like favorite Joe match in years. Um probably since like the AJ stuff in 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, gave it four flat stars like you did. Um, and it reminded me, it was basically like a chop version of the Nagata in um, Suzuki match from 2020. <laughs> um, yeah, just like veteran guys, older, can't really do things they used to do. But as you get older, you just basically brawl more. Uh, you become a better brawler. Like everybody does that from, from jazz to to uh, Nagata to everybody like Jericho like everyone's learned this lesson like if you can't do if you can't move like you used to you're going to have to start turning this shit into a brawl Terry Funk learned that too um so for me um watching them basically just chop each other and then sell not sell fire up you know and have them having their great facial expressions that they have is like yeah that that's what they do now. Um, and, it, and it wasn't out of place. And like, I remember saying to you, I don't know if it was on air or off air, but like, I I think you had injury concerns for Joe. And my point was like, which is perfectly fine given that, you know, he's been broke up a lot in WWE. And my, but my thing was just like, okay, if he isn't an AEW, I don't think he's going to be, I don't think they're going to have, ask him to wrestle 80 or 90 or 80 times like they did his last two years in, in WWE. That was fucking stupid. Um, so, like, if he's only going to wrestle between Ring of Honor and uh, AEW, if he's only going to wrestle, like, I don't even think he's going to wrestle, probably 40, 35 dates in a year, he's going to be pretty damn good. It's still, it's still Samoa fucking Joe, right? Like, and you saw this formula is that he's going to be a straight-up brawler, and right? And, like, he's going to have matches that don't go long, then I think he's going to be still damn good because it's Samoa Joe. Like, I, um, so, like, yeah, like, He's gonna have his 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 run, and like when we get to Eddie Kingston, it's gonna be big time. <laughs> Do you hear me? <laughs> we can like I was I was hoping that you know that he was gonna still be able to show us something. After that, like once we get to some more Joe Eddie Kingston promo battle, it's gonna it's gonna be big time. <laughs> oh my god, this promos gonna be off the off the fucking chart. Oh, it's gonna be great. It's gonna be yeah, great. That's gonna be awesome. Uh, but then after that, we had um, Jay Lethal sitting ringside with Sanjay Dutt. They had promised to give Joe a gift. Uh, Jay Lethal instantly giving us giveable material, pulls out the middle finger yeah. from the, uh, the, the gift basket. And then all of a sudden, the lights go out. And then, hold on. The lights went out, you know, and then when they cut them back on. It was Satnam Singh standing in the ring, and it took me a second before I realized who it was. I was like, "Oh, that's the big Indian guy that they signed like a year ago that they had stashed away." And um, 
crowd goes silent. The physicality looks less than great. Um, and it's just like, uh, what the hell was this? Like after this awesome show, it was like the, the only thing people were talking about. And I was like, did we miss like the, 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 the two great, great tag matches. matches in the, the main event? I'm like, like, bro, let's put, let's have some perspective here. Right. Like the sky is not falling right. here from this, you know, angle, whatever. And, and Tony Khan came out later and talked about, you know, he, he, he made a mistake with this one. And, you know, he listened to someone that has 30 years experience, blah, 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 and all that. And then immediately there was a, uh, there was a correction with saying the next time we saw him on, I think it was rampage. If I'm not mistaken. Uh, no, the end of battle. No, it was battle of the bells. Okay. And, and he already looked better than he did before. I personally was like, you know, I'm not really, you know, there's a lot of talk about what AEW fans like and would accept and uh, things as far as like, hey, you know, they see a giant and they don't know how to react to him and all this. So I'm like, oh, I don't really, you know, wrestling is where we're we at now. It's 2022, James. It's like, how many good giants are there? How many good giants have there ever been? Uh, there's also an, an element I think you can't ignore as far as, uh, you know, the, the business aspect for India, which every company tries this to middling to no success, if any. Um, and I feel like every one of them fall into the same trap where it's like, okay, there's a big heel wrestler. It's like, why does no one ever try to do this with a baby face ever? Um, is like, are you afraid to try to get them over? Like, is it just racism? Like, like, what is it? Like, um, just go ahead and, I don't know. I if it was me and I was like, yo, I want to try to make a star for a country. I think they, they took the easy way out as far as like, hey, just make him a, a heel. And, you know, I, ultimately, he's, he's going to have a very limited role. He's going to be a heater, probably standing ringside, doing run ins, and he's going to be next to Jay Lethal. So and he'll cut promos. Uh, I believe he speaks Punjab, if I'm not mistaken. I saw one promo of him and he's going to be doing that stuff with Sanjay Dutt and Sanjay Dutt can talk and they're putting them three together as an as an act and i think there's a lot that's going into this there's things that they're trying here and it's like i'd like to see the guy at least wrestle or have a match before i just throw him in the trash but that initial presentation no crowd was like what is going on here you cannot uh, put someone out there in a lights off lights on situation and the majority of people don't know who, who they are the vast majority yeah like it like, I, mean, I knew who was, that was, but I'm a sicko, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had no idea who it was. When you, I saw you say the name, I was like, oh, okay, um, why? It, like, you know me. Like, when people bring out people at the end of a match or whatever else that, that, that weren't previously involved in this person's career or character arc or, or whatever else or – just bring somebody else. Like I hate the basic. Like we're getting out of this. We're moving on to the next chapter by bringing out somebody at random, seemingly at random, to now move on. Like I hated that shit when they did it with um, Tegan Knox and Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. I hated that shit then. Um, I hated that shit when Bray Wyatt would would bring his ass in the middle of a Hell in a Cell match to the, the you know to save Seth Rollins for no reason whatsoever. Like so for me. Yeah, like it wasn't gonna work for me. So I, I you know, whatever. Uh, as far as writing him off because he's big, nah, bruh. I don't write off wrestlers because they're big or, or, or ridiculously big. Like Shaq just fucking worked here. What are we talking about? 
We just had a fucking giant here last year, and, and the match was a smashing success. What are we talking about? Oh, and he's also training with the same people that Shaq was. Yeah, uh, so... By. Like, and when does QT Marshall produce bad wrestlers? I don't know what his track record is, but uh, for me, it's just, uh, like, we'll see how it goes. It, like, if this is just a play to, to, to try to, you know, make a play for India, it's like, best of luck, bro. Best of luck. Like, yeah. I, I don't care. Like, as long as, as long as it is good television, I do not care who's on my screen. Um, if it's bad television, I'd be like, why are you putting this fuck on my screen? They just gave me bad television. Yeah. Um, I'm not, I, 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 I'm not that hard to please. I'm really not good wrestling, physical storytelling, be funny, be charismatic. Any of those four things work for me. I won't really complain much. Yeah. I think this was a, this was a lesson to learn. Like, but you know, I think. I think, of course, like this thing's built around Jay Lethal. Jay yeah. Lethal's about to get like a lot yeah. <laughs> here, and it looks, I think like, this, it looks that way. Yeah, there's you know, look the Jay Lethal wrestling for respect tour as we as we've mentioned, like it's going to take some folks some places. So, he, um, um, do you think this actually is going to play out on AEW television, or you think like the match is, is just all to build a match to get you to buy like? The next big pay per view for Ring of Honor. I have no, um, like I don't know what Ring of Honor's schedule is. So like I would assume it plays out in AEW okay. at the moment. I do think okay. there is a case like with AEW right now they have a lot of stuff going on, and and you look at this show where and it's like man we got like a thirty second video package maybe with Adam Cole and Hangman Page. Yeah, it wasn't that much. There's I think a lot of the there's a lot of complaints about Hangman Page not being more of a focus on the show at this point. Really? I per- oh yeah, oh yeah. Like and you know, you know I don't think people like this guy or anything, but I came across like some analysis from Jim Cornette. It, that I happen to agree with. It was like, why are we pushing Wheeler Yuta harder than Hangman Page right now? And because one's already made and already at a top level, the other one we're, we're trying to make. Really? Like, and he for for all the making, he's still going to be the number three person in his unit. It's like, where is Hangman Page? Why is he not cutting a promo? Like, why is he like? Like, it just feels like they're going so soft with him. But I think they that he'll be able to benefit from that because I feel like they're trying. They, they saw a taste of like what could happen with Hangman when um, they got to Orlando and then there were boos for him. Like, so I think what's going on is they've hey, but, pulled okay. back a little with him because like they're trying to ensure that he doesn't get turned on. Well, I, I don't, I think that the people that were worried about the booze thing, like they, they never discredited or they never thought about the part where like they were in Orlando, Florida, where Adam, Adam Cole was basically a, like a top guy in that area for like four years. And I said to see you at the time when it happened. And then like, you know, there were people that mentioned like, well, Florida's have you know, uh, our state has a stupid, uh, homophobic bill. And then he showed up with, with, um, in rainbow colors. So he may have booed him for that too. And it's like, well, he's not going to be, he, this road trip has been to Florida. He hasn't gotten any of that reaction since then. He's been beating, uh, the shit out of Adam Cole up and down, and, and also Red Dragon up and down since then. No one's no one's rejected him since then. Like I think I think people were overreacting off of one bad thing because of the area they were in. Mm-hmm. And like you look at it, like when he beat when we'll get to it. Um, when we get to Rampage, like I didn't hear no booze for Adam Page on uh, from the Friday show. Same. 
<clears throat> but you know, I, I think it is it is worth noting though. Like, I think they do need to go hard harder with him, especially like you know when he's when CM Punk's going to come in his orbit. I think everyone's going to be like, all right, it's time to get on Punk now, and, and all this stuff. Like, and it's going to be well. He's going to Danielson too, and then look what happened. And I'm here to let people know right now. How many times you got to show him? How many times does Adam Cole have to show and prove to you that like this dude is perfectly fine as Page. a champion, and the shit ain't cratered since he's been the champion. He's been the main event slot, and like outside of CM Punk, his matches are like the second most important thing on these pay per views. He's been fine. I don't understand why people are freaking out about this. Is it just I, I people want to freak out just to freak out? I hope people are ready for Hangman Page to hit this man with a buckshot lariat and pour beer on him. Like that's what's happening that. here. Hey, well, he's like he's not going to do all that, but just the just 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 okay. see the vision real quick, okay. you know? <laughs> but Hangman Page is beating CM Punk. I'm letting everybody know that right now. I don't I understand that, that CM Punk has like said that he wants that match. This is he wants that match to mean he's going to get it right now. Oh, they're going that way for a double or nothing. There's nothing else like. Why would you in, say? Why would you do that in Vegas when like you know you're going to do uh, all out in in Chicago? Why would you waste a CM Punk uh, the title defense and not get get it in Chicago? Well, maybe they're going to Chicago before that in June. So. Yeah, but they're still going to go. I, I don't think they they worry about selling tickets in Chicago. They were selling tickets in Chicago long before CM Punk showed right. up. Right. Okay. But my thing is this. All right. So you're going to do United. Maybe Center. all else not in Chicago. Okay. Let's say it's not. You're going to do a super show at the United Center. You're going to do it where the most important person to draw like has just lost like a title defense like a month before. Whether CM, Punk's wins, whether CM Punk wins or loses would have no bearing on what he would draw in Chicago. And also, I don't think CM I, Punk I don't, would be... Maybe, but it definitely won't help. Like, or, like, I think the draw of New Japan and AEW is the strongest thing in this, and then CM Punk. I, look, I've seen one of them. I've seen one of them sell out the United Center. I haven't seen the, either of the other ones sell out the United Center. So, I, you know, I, I'll kind of go see a Punk, but you know, we'll see. We'll see. Like, if it were me, I would come up with some. I would come up with a Christian or somebody else to come out here and, and come get uh, and come get dead eyed um, in Las Vegas. And then that, that's and, and then Page and Punk is where I would do. Um, I would do that at the United Center. That's what I would do. Oh, like everyone's concerned, worried about like doing all these, you know, all these matches and you know, uh, interpromotional matches. How about this? How about we put CM Punk for the title in the United Center, sell that bitch out, and then we will put everything else after that with it. Like whatever match you have after that, like no one will care. They'll just show up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, they, I wouldn't rule they, that out. Yeah, like there's, I, I can't, I just can't see anyone else on the horizon. Like they'd have to cook somebody up real fast essentially and you know they've done that before but i don't know who it would be like <laughs> i mean if you, want to, if you want to add fuel to this thing like you can have you can have page versus mjf and then have like uh you have warlow fuck them i th- i think they're doing warlow and mjf next and mjf has been losing a bunch of matches so him going back into but uh, well i meant really lose but sure yeah so um i don't know but 
Uh, we had, a, but then again, MJF never really loses the same way. He never really wins either. Like everything's just, everything's a bullshit thing in all his <laughs> matches. So no, never mind. I withdraw all that I just said. Never mind. Oh, uh, then we got uh we got Rampage, uh, and that was on the Friday uh, at seven p.m. So yeah. I uh I uh I botched like. I looked up. I was because uh, normally uh, I end up watching like stardom shows on like Tuesdays or Fridays. So um, I watched like the the uh, April fourth or April tenth show, and like I was like, I had totally forgot that Rampage was on at seven. And all of a sudden, I looked up. It was like I just got done with a stardom show, and it was like seven thirty five or something. And I was like, oh shit. Dynamite just started. I was like, "Well, I'll kick it down the road to watch it later. I'm not finna like tune in halfway, but in to watch it today." So we started with uh, BCC against the Gun Club. Um, this is how you know. Like I was like, I had sent a message to a group chat. I was like, they, they allowed Wheeler Yuta to pin Billy Gunn, and Billy Gunn's very protected in this promotion we all know this i'm like how big is the wheeler you to push going to get where does it stop look i don't think he's really pushed i just think maybe six foot five and everybody else is like five nine um he he, he caught him with a european clutch like he's Jack, like he's zach saber jr like fine he, he caught him with a roll-up yeah a fancy uh, it's not a schoolboy, but it may as well have been a schoolboy. and like had he not had that in his bag he would have pulled out the schoolboy club yeah, um, they never lose the gun club. Um, <laughs> Billy Gunn rarely goes off of his feet. Yeah. Uh, you saw he didn't give an inch to Darby the last time they fought. He damn near. He did. He did. Uh, he did get turned inside out for uh, a Moxley Larry, which I I, I laughed at because he's so much bigger than Moxley. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I don't know. Um, so yeah, uh, BC goes over. Yeah, fun little uh, match. Yeah. After that, we had the butcher squashing somebody. I don't know who the fuck. Uh, Barry Brown was the name. Ah, okay. Uh, butcher. They even get the, they even get the title, like the, the the graphic up to say his name. They just announced an old commentary. To fuck them up. Yeah, it was then, like thirty seconds if that. Then we cut uh, to the to backstage, and it was time for for Dustin Rose to catch a religious experience, like he he does. This happens all the time. They will put a camera on him backstage. He will start talking, and then he'll say he wants a match, and then he'll announce who he wants to fight, and then it's on. Yeah. So he said he's been out on his road for a while. He took Lance Archer out, but he has to prove he still has it tonight. He has some special. He hopes the fans are going to listen. He's making a challenge to one of the greatest wrestlers on the planet, someone who's a dream match of his. He's challenging CM Punk, best in the world, versus the natural on Dynamite. He knows for a fact they're going to blow the roof off. And, you know, I can't wait. I, you know, I'm always uh, happy to see Dustin Rhodes uh, on the screen. So, Punk versus Dustin next week. Looking forward to it. Um, Looking forward to it. Like, they're right up each other's alley. They really are. This is going to be some 1994 WCW ass match. I feel like <laughs> it's going to be good, though. Like yeah. I have no doubt this match is going to be good. Um, so we got uh, Ruby Soho versus Robin Renegade, and uh, this is a Owen Hart Cup qualifier match. Yep. So uh, they were having an all right match. I think Robin Re- Renegade has some presence. I yeah, would- they didn't let her chop like she has before, but like she's um. 
she she likes she's going to be decent. Um, yeah. Or at the least decent. Um, I didn't I had no idea that she was a twin and there was another uh, Robin. Uh, another Charlotte Renegade. renegade. I had, yeah, right. I had no idea there was a Renegade. Uh, there were Renegade twins. I only knew Robin. Um, so, because she had like one or two matches on, on TV before. So, yeah, uh, they did twin. They tried to do the twin magic, but <laughs> it's so funny. Like one Ruby came out and she still got juice uh, off off the off the entrance, and um, you know she's uh, she's getting her stuff in. She's getting like striking in, and her striking looks good. And then they do the twin magic deal, and like Ruby never never finds out or figures out. Same thing for Bryce Rinsberg. Neither one of them figure out like the twin magic thing is happening. But she still was both of her asses. I was like, God damn, what a baby face. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> Beat him up two on one. I don't even know what's happening. Still it's getting con still winning. Uh so that so I I uh I think at the end she uh what did she want? She won like an inverted like an inverted crossroads. I don't know what she calls it. But uh kinda, she's kinda looked like the sister Abigail. Or like an inverted one. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it still, still ends up getting the win, and um, then like b- uh, both of the both of the twins like come up out the apron, come from underneath the uh, the apron, and they both walk up up the ramp, and then like Price and Ruby are looking at us like, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> was there was there a switcheroo? Oh well, I won. Raise yeah. my hand. I was like, that's funny, but uh, yeah, it was it was it was like. It wasn't some some good match, but it was it was entertaining for the nonsense that or for the goofy twin magic thing that was in it. Yeah. Um, then we got the Texas Death Match for the AW World Championship: Hangman Adam Page against Adam Cole, baby. Um, Adam Cole came out wearing jeans, and I immediately knew he was losing. There's no way you're winning your first world title in a promotion wearing jeans, especially if that's not the regular thing you wrestle with. Wait, what? Um, what? There's- when have you? When did you discover this? I, I immediately the second he came out, I was no, like, no, 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 no. Like, are you were you being funny or is it like, nah, there's zero precedence for happening, so it's not happening? Well, yeah, like obviously I'm, I'm we like, know, obviously we knew he wasn't going anyway, but still, right, right. But but I was like, I was like, think about it. Like, does it make sense for somebody to like come out here and they normally wear wrestling pants and everything to win it in some type of death match wearing jeans? Like, no, I, man. Like, I don't know because like I can see, I can see, I could have seen Dusty Rhodes winning the t- winning a title like in, in a some his bloody first ass one, match, like his first one ever. Like, it's the eighties. Who gives a shit? Nah, man. That, and I feel like if we go into the eighties. That's that's a long way to go to travel. To, I know. To, I was just, I, I was just saying any old name. You can name any old any old what? fighting ass dude that'll come out here and deathmatch wrestler and come show some like jeans. This. It could be that you know. This Shawn Michaels wasn't big. about to show up wearing jeans at WrestleMania twelve. You know. <laughs> My, I guess what I'm coming at is like you know that's the blow off match. Obviously, you come out in the, in, you know in the street clothes. Like if I mean, I'm sure there's been some. You know, you sure Triple H didn't win a title like that in, in street clothes? I can't, I can't think of him ever winning a championship in street clothes personally. But all his uh, best matches are death matches, though. Yeah, but he, but he liked to 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 wear his regular, you know, wear or whatever. Okay. Um, you know, Chris I'll Jericho. I'll look, Chris this. Jericho coming out in the jeans stuff like against CM Punk. He wasn't gonna fucking win, I'll, and that I'll wasn't even this. his first. If one. Triple H never done it out, and if I go back and find out Triple H never done it, then I'll agree with you. It's never happened. Is that <laughs> yeah. fair? 
Sure, but okay. like I said, I knew Adam Cole wasn't going to win because he showed weird jeans. You knew he wasn't going to win before he, before he even came out. You just being a you, see that's my point. Is like you trying to be funny, but anyway, to you, we derailed well, the show over that bullshit. You know, Hangman Page came out with the jeans with the tassels on them, so tassel jeans for you boys. Yeah, um, two different colors of ta- two different colors of brown too. He had like the tan boots with with a brown belt, and I'm like, at least. You close, you close, you close. But nah, man. Like if you gonna wear some tan boots, you gotta wear some tan a tan belt. If you gonna wear a brown, um, some brown boots, you gotta wear a brown belt. If you gonna wear some black boots, you gotta wear a black belt. Like it's not. Come on, come on, man. Come on, Adam. Come on. Yeah, colors are a little close for me. I wasn't looking that close, but um, at first I thought it was a black belt. That's how dark the damn belt was. Hangman Page beat the shit out of this boy. As we we said that what happened on this show, and he did all this in cowboy boots. There was a sick spot uh, where he does the the moonsault that he does to the outside of the ring. Uh, Cole works in like a super kick counter for it. it. Was awesome. I enjoyed this match. I thought it was like a lot of Adam Cole wearing it like as he's prone to do in these death matches. Uh, he's CCW. Yeah, he's like. He'll put his put his body on the line for that shit. Like when Paige gave him like the attitude adjustment across the two chairs, I was like, "Yep, that's out of the Adam Cole playbook." Yep, um, he's he's taken stuff like this before, but um, this is like a, the second he set him up, I was like, "I know he's going over. I know he's going over those." You. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this was a, another exhibition for Hangman to assert his dominance, show that Cole's nowhere near on his level, and like. They're they're riding with with the hangman now slip and slide, um, but yeah, this was an awesome match. Um, and then the finish was great. Uh, put the put the crown of barbed wire around his head, gave him the dead eye through the through the uh, table that set up outside the ring. Another excellent defense for hangman. Looks very strong. Um, I, I I don't know where I was was rating wise on this, but I don't know. I had it for flat. Um, for me, um. Watching it, I'm calling out spots before they happen because, like, I've seen enough of these Adam Cole matches and know like where the stuff goes in his in his death matches. Um, and also, like, there was almost there was almost no wrestling in in um, in the match. It was you know they brought up they brought up to in the crowd. Someone hands him a beer. Hopefully, that was a plan. That wasn't a real beer. He opened it was like a fresh bottle of beer. Um, they they come back down. Um, and then, like, they're just, like, you know, hit, some, hit somebody with some shit, hit somebody with some shit, super kick, super kick, hit somebody with some shit, and, like, it wasn't much wrestling. And then, the point where it turned around, I was like, this is good, but, like, I'm not, you know, I'm not in love with it. And then they sat down in the chairs together and traded forearms, and I was like, and then I was like, from that moment on, they, they got me. Um, one The one thing that I will say that, like, I, uh, I wish they had done is, uh, or... After the after this point, like they 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 call back the spot with the um, handcuffing and buckling with the with the belt on the ropes, and while the other person is left there to be defenseless, um, Adam Cole did it to him. Um, the lead up to their match at Revolution, the Revolution Cole did it back to uh, to uh, sorry Paige did it back to Cole. And like the crowd forgot literally what happened the day before or two days before, so like they booed the babyface for doing for getting his just vengeance. So 
almost in a way to like, you know, because I guess they felt like, well, this crowd didn't realize what the story we're telling. They did this again and Paige uh, was going to hit him with a, a gimmick chair that they had a uh, barbed wire on it. And then he decided against doing it at the end. And then he goes to um, basically after this, he did this after Cole he said, like, you'll, it's funny. He's like, you'll never beat, you'll never beat me. You'll never beat uh, Omega. And it's like, I've already done both, but whatever. Like, you know, but I don't it, think it, he said beat. I thought he said B. Oh, okay. I thought he said beat. And I was like, wait, what? And, and I think that? a lot of people okay. thought he said beat, but I was All like, right. I swear he said it. You'll never be Kenny Omega. You'll it, it never don't matter. Be he just, it was just, it was just one of those things where you, you have to say the Omega name to get, to get Paige to get hot and want to go mm-hmm. over the edge with it. So he uh, he goes and grabs that chair and decides to get set at the last second. And then he goes to unbuckle uh, Cole. And then as he unbuckles him, he gets low blown. I was like, yeah, I figured he's gonna low blow before he even was going. I thought he was going to go to try to swing the chair and he's gonna get low blow then. But this, this this works even better. So uh, they continue around and they t- they get up outside on the apron and. Uh, Cole tees like he's about to do the Panama Sunrise off the apron through the table that's right below them on the floor. And uh, this is after Paige has already wrapped his arm around the barbed wire around his arm. So I mm-hmm. thought like I thought what he was going to do was like he was he was going to try to do the whole deal where, you know, he gets, you know, about to get into the, the position. And then he was going to stop him in the midsection, low blow him with the, with uh-huh. the barbed wire. I think he's paying back for the low blow, and then he's gonna dead eye him. But instead, he he got he stopped him, and then just basically clotheslined him or went across his head with like a cross face, and then he ended up giving a dead eye, uh, and 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 ended it. I, was, I thought it was a great finish, and like basically stretched from the uh, the brawl when they're both sitting on chairs um, through the rest of the match. It was it was great. So I ended up giving it four stars. Uh, great match, another great defense for Hangman. I I will say like. This was a great match. I still think the Archer match was better. Uh, so, but yeah, um, I, I ain't yeah, got no complaints. I, I ain't got no complaints and no notes really for uh, for Adam Page. Like he's he's been a great champion. He's had great defenses. He has great matches. He's in there with top. He's in there with a hot with a top hot guy like um, Adam Cole, and he sent his ass packing twice. And Adam Cole has had and him Adam Cole have had some. Pretty, pretty. Just maybe it's because they wanted to be more than just standard wrestling. Maybe that's why these complaints are. It's like it's not some larger than life thing, but like it's just simple wrestling. So people want more. Maybe that might be what it is with, with him. But like, I think he wants the champion fine. to be the hottest person on the show. I, I mean, I guess, but like that's not the point of pro wrestling. Point of, or that's not the point of good pro wrestling. The point of good pro wrestling is to have like multiple things all be very good at the same time, and then like. When it's someone's time to, to change the title, it's their turn, and like that person that was champion then moves on and does more good things, opposed to like we have to make the whole thing around this person, and like we can't make anything interesting aside from it on the TV, and then like we j- are just like a shit show unless that person's on TV. That's, it, that's not a good. Hangman, that's not. That's I, not a healthy roster. I was having a conversation with Josh, and we were talking about you know he brought up point like you know the reason why Hangman was getting over a lot, and it might be because. You know, as much as we enjoy like his big matches and stuff like that, it's maybe that's not the thing that got him over, you know, like and what got him over was like the story of, of his rise against the being just position against the elite and then the cowboy shit stuff and then the, the beer. And there hasn't been a lot of that where obviously there's been no elite. There hasn't been any beer and all that stuff. Yeah, uh, but, of late a, but either. Adam Page is also still more over than anybody not named CM Punk right now in the company. 
what are we what what's what what is what what kind of complaint is that you're not as over as cm fucking punk should he retire no he shouldn't retire but the thing is i think he's getting a lot of this stuff because he doesn't feel like a dynamic personality that is commanding time be carved out for him. He wasn't a dynamic. Per- he wasn't a dynamic personality when he first when the company first started or a year so, ago so or you six agree months then. ago or seven months ago. My point is, um, the crowd still cheers for him when he's on screen. Nothing like I don't. There's nothing. There's no metric other than complaining to complain for, for me as far as what's going on. Like he's not having bad matches. He's not having bad segments. He's still super over. His opponent gets heat whenever, uh, whenever against him. He's not. He hasn't been aside of one night in Orlando in Adam Cole country. He hasn't been rejected by uh, or booed or any fifty fifty uh, with with any other heel he's been involved with. I think he's been perfectly fine. If he, if he's not seeing if the thing is you have to be seeing Punk or, get, or 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 the top guy in the company or get out, then it was like, well, then they should never put the belt on him to begin with, right? Because he was ne- he's never been the top guy in the company. Yeah, he's I... probably never going to be the top guy in the company. There's always going to be dang. There's always going to be or a a um an Adam Cole or a Cody Rhodes or a Kenny Omega or a John Moxley or Brian Danielson or Chris Jericho. Sorry. That's not the point of this. The point of this was to have uh, a number of guys that you could that were all old enough to be champion. He's in that he's in that group of people. Mm-hmm. He's a champion right now. It's his turn. It's enough for me, but I, I I feel like you know, like I wanted to see see more as far as you know, just him him monopolizing time on the show, um, and. They and they have a lot that they're going on. Like the ROA stuff is being worked in now. Yeah. Um, let alone like like the Blackpool Combat Club. I feel like is eating all the fucking innings right now. Um, like I mean, John Moxley and Danielson. Right, and it's like he, he can't interact with either of them. So, like for the foreseeable future. So the more everything like just gets pushed, it makes me wonder like where, okay, where is his shit going to, going to continue to come from? Like, I feel like they have to put CM Punk with him or else he's going to, he's just going to drop lower. Like as far as like what people are interested in him, him doing. I, I, I like, I, I, I don't know, man. Like I, 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 I don't think if he is not the most, and he's won me over. He's he's completely won me over. But I'm like, I'm just looking at it like, all right, like, does the champion does it? So are you saying like the champion has to be the most important thing on the company or the most important thing program? Is that is that how people are feeling? I, I feel like people are like he's not even the second most important thing on the program. I'm I'm struggling. It's like okay, is it is he doing bad work though? Like, Depends obviously, who you obviously, obviously, the answer is no, but it's just like I feel like these are like the smallest. I feel like these are like the nitpickiest things on earth. Like to me, like so, we were talking about this with uh, Shuri um, going into um, World Climax, where she only had one title defense from the time she won the belt on uh, December 29th to literally those back to back defenses on uh, 26th, 27th of, of March. So it's like. There were, you know, that's a that's a long ass time between. They only have one defense, and like, but at, at that point in time, you have Julia come back with this new group of with these two new added uh, goons for um, DDM. You have 
you have the uh, the the um, Queen's Quest and um, uh, Oedo Tai stuff, and then you have uh, Prominence coming in to invade um, Stardom to get a hold of Julia and DDM, right? So mm-hmm. Shuri is involved in some of that DDM versus Prominence stuff, but like you could say, like as far as storyline and stuff was going, like she was having, like she was on the back burner or whatever else. Like, and then like she has the one match with with Julia, and it has a match with Mayu, and then like you're like okay, well like the biggest thing for the rest of the year is probably gonna be Julia and Shuri. Now that like she's left and whatever, so it's like for me it's like she she they're fine. You can flip a switch. Like if you're saying if you're saying the switch is CM Punk, fine. But I I mean, but it could be anybody. Like he's. They're doing great work. All it takes is someone that's on that or someone that's a, th- a real threat to come in. So, like, mm-hmm. you know, they already did Dang. So, like, they could do, I mean, there's a point where they could do Moxley as, like, they fully turn Moxley Hill. Like, they like it, he was, seemed like it was headed to before he went into rehab. Right. And they could use that, the Black, um, the, the, um, the Blackpool Combat Club as the, the full thing to take as a full deep dive into him being a heel again. Um, or a heel for the first time in AEW. Like so, like there, there, there's more than just seeing Punk's options to do this. Um, but I'm just not in a, I'm not necessarily in a rush to just burn CM Punk's first defenses. I feel like CM Punk shouldn't be champion right now. Yeah, uh, I think Hangman should beat CM Punk. I'm just kind of, I'm afraid of but the you're reaction. Also, but you also recognize like how people are going to act when that happens. Yes, like yeah. like people, I feel like people are going to like lose their minds. Like this is a tragic mistake, and I'm like, yo, I'm not taking the belt off a 30-year-old world champion and putting it on a guy in his mid-40s. I'm not doing it. Like, no. Like, I don't care if it's CM Punk. Like, especially, like, like I feel like Hangman's, like, like he's the one that needs to be running through these people. Like, and the the general belt, like, un, and I'm not saying CM Punk isn't this special person that you would break this rule for, right? Because there are obvious exceptions. Mm-hmm. But, like I'm looking at the AEW title, I feel like it should be like the best like 30 to 35 year olds in the promotion, unless there's like a great reason to give it to somebody either earlier or later. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily disagree. So um, after that, we got um, uh, Battle of the Belts, and I saw this card on paper, and I was like, "This is this is different." Um, like, and then yeah, I feel like there. Uh, I feel like. TNT told Tony Khan he wasn't getting two hours for this. And he was like, oh, I'm not. And then here you go. I'm just toss you. You know, I feel like they mailing these shits in. Um, oh, yeah. And, you know, we got uh, the first match uh, there. Uh, we got Scorpio Sky versus Sammy Guevara. And title change. Back mm-hmm. to Sammy Guevara. Uh, good match, I would say. I, I think him and Scorpio are capable of a better match. Yeah. Um, but uh, they get the belt back. Uh, Sammy does a, the low blow at the end, uh, hits him with the go to hell, pins him. There's a lot of chaos on the outside of the ring with Ty Conti and Paige Van Zant. There's Dan Lambert like yelling and doing all this other stuff. Ethan Page ends up split open somehow. I, f- I forgot what happened. Uh, but was it off yeah. of the uh, the um, shooting star press? <sighs> Maybe, yeah, yeah, I think it was. Um, right. And that like, shoot, bro, he, I saw his shirt. He I was landed. Like, I didn't. I didn't see him get split. But like when he when they you know caught him, 
like it wasn't some clean catch. It was like he almost like basically like landed on them and immediately like parted between them pretty fast as if like something happened. So it makes sense if he got split and he basically like kind of sort of dropped him after he got hit before they mm-hmm. you know making full uh, making like a, a soft landing to the ground. So I I can see that. Yep, a lot of people lost their minds. Sam McVar getting his belt. He's the new most hated man on Twitter. I feel like um, it's it's really it's got as bad as it ever was, and you know. He he's kissing Ty Conti after the match. Um, I would think he's heel. I, I I think that was a heel turn, but I mean, uh, that's what it looked like to me. It looked like the beginning of a slow burn because because the commentators are even um, questioning whether or not like it was you know returning you know returning you know um, you know or fair play if you will, and then. They went along and just said like, "Hey, um, at the end, Sauter was like, yeah, he he took a liberty that he should not have taken.' Was like, okay, like this is a path towards him turning heel, which is like, you know, we we talked about how he's getting a lot of shit because he's kind of being slotted into the Cody in in um, the Cody the Cody Road Cody role, and then like um, uh, Ty is also, um, you know, being slotted into the Brandy role, like." Now, because we ain't got some stupid mandate that like somebody, some act can't turn can't him heel. Turn. Yeah. Like they're turning him heel, which is like, watch if, if this is the case. Watch how he runs with it. Look and look, it's like all these four star matches have never happened, James. Yeah, it's like this man didn't go out there and have a killer match. Pretty much every time out, his first defense. His second defense, or, or his second, um, excuse me, his first reign, his second reign, uh, and then when he lost it, like, and then like, what do you think he's going to do? Like, I heard so many people say the TNT title is now devalued because it's on Sammy Guevara. You have all these people in on the under this contract, and you have Sammy Guevara as the champion. I'm like, I'm sorry, Sammy Guevara is one of the best wrestlers in this fucking country. What are you saying, like? <laughs> I, I I would say that I do. Uh, they are getting too cute with these quick t- these quick ass title reigns, and like some of it is based off of the um, <clears throat> uncertainty around Cody. But like we have had f- just from let's say the start of Hanukkah, right? Guevara was champion, lost it to like the week like the week of Christmas week from uh, to Cody. Uh, Cody Sammy gets it back. Then it goes to. Um, it goes to Scorpio Sky, and now it's back on Sam. We've had five title changes, or we've had five different title reigns since Hanukkah. It's it's not. It was just Easter just the other day, or just yesterday. Like it is too much. Um, but like I, they can they can kind of they can solidify this really quickly. All it takes is one good one one solid title reign, and we're back on track. Yeah, like. I think so. I wouldn't have done it. I agree with people that say there, this is too many title changes. Um, I think I, I the do Scorpio skyline looks kind of weird room. at this point. But as far as Sammy being like this, uh, this albatross for the belt, whether he's a face or a heel, right? Like we saw what he did as a face with it, and he was awesome. So if people really want to hate this guy, Get worked. That's all I'm saying. Get 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 worked. Like uh, he'll, he'll, he's going to give you uh, something to like. All I can hear is like this. This he has this punchable face and all this stuff. And I'm like, he's always had a punchable face, though. 
I, I don't know what that means. I don't want to punch him in the face, but you know, I, I guess this is just you oh, know. Oh, people like me, when he was coming out with the with the uh, panda stuff in the beginning of 2019, he basically like saying like you like a dick. That's basically that's all that means. You like you like a jerk. Yeah, like that's um, all that means. Like, and he's always looked like that, but like that's not some deal breaker to where you can't get over as a baby face when need be because he did that, and people that, that have punchable faces. Do that also um, in um, in all of her wrestling. Like it's always been, th- it's always been the case. So like it's not the end of the world. It's just a thing to point out. Be like, yeah, that's kind of true. Oh well, like he's gonna be they're, like they're gonna turn him heel. It's gonna work because he's very talented. Um, and like when he first came to the company, he started as a heel, yep. and it worked and- his inner circle. He just he was a pitier for inner <laughs> circle. Now he's on a bigger stage, and he's got it'll heat. work. And he's got heat. He's yeah. got people really mad. So, yeah. um, and I, you know, obviously I've, I've, I came on here and I, I think the easy thing is like he's allowed to turn. So like, there's no excuse making here. There's no, yeah. there's no water being carried for this. It's like, all right, Sammy's going to be a heel. We already know he's a great heel. Uh, and he actually has something he can kind of tap into uh, as far as like the Ty Conti thing. He's going to, tell people to be mad and it's they're yeah. going to get mad yeah. um, it's gonna be funny like when he does the the the, uh, the car right, stuff we, the car stuff he does like during the and it's gonna be shit to get heat that's gonna be fucking hilarious yeah he's talking about he'll be talking bad about he'll be writing all that mean shit to that crowd about how they stink or what they're yeah. not how they stink but you know my point like well, how you like, have no hot woman yes it's, it's gonna, gonna be, be great stuff it's gonna be funny it's gonna be great. Like I can't wait, and it's gonna be a lot of people like find ask questions to themselves, like why am I so mad at this? Like it's gonna it's, it's gonna be, you know, it, and this would that shit would have been like oh I started hating them before they were heels and shit like that. I'm like all right, y'all y'all walking into the booby trap. They set the trap just to see dudes react, like like Jay Z said. But um yeah, I, I'm big Sammy Guevara fan will continue to uh, enjoy his work. My thing is like the Booker is listening to the crowd. Like y'all been booing him or whatever else and he's being bad reactions so now they're turning him hill. Like it's pro wrestling. Yeah. yeah. There's one so. element in place like before you know or beginning or last year they just didn't didn't want to they wanted to buck that trend and made the show like less fun for it like watching all the time. So like he turns hill great. That's what he's supposed to do. Yep. Like what? It, like think that's about why it. I kind of push back on the oh the, he's the new Cody thing. I I kind of push back on that. I'm like no, like no, like because like it's just pro wrestling. Like you get like you hope to have people do the things or you hope that the crowd reacts the way you want them to. But if they don't, then you make adjustments accordingly. That's always been pro wrestling. Like that's yep. that's how that's how that's how Rocky Maivia becomes the Rock. It took it took fucking forever, but that's how, you know, the big dog turns to the tribal chief. It's pro wrestling. I don't I don't know why this is so different. Look, yeah, maybe it was because they like used to be Cody. Look, if y'all don't like them, I suggest y'all y'all chill. Y'all fuck around and create a star. Y'all gonna fuck around and create a star. Y'all gonna hate yourselves. <laughs> or excuse me, y'all create a superstar and y'all gonna hate yourselves. Um, but yeah. Uh, after that, we got Jonathan Gresham versus Dalton Castle for the ROH title. Talk about dropping something on us out of nowhere. Um, I heard that match announced, and I was like, I don't care about this. I can't imagine uh, anyone else caring about it. Um, then they had a match, and I just thought it was a helping of mid. Um, well, it's because you don't like Jonathan Gresham, so. 
Like, it was a good match. It, I mean, I thought it was better than the uh, Sammy Guevara match, but um, it's, that's not really saying much. Like, these are matches that are, like, anywhere from three to three and a quarter. They're fine. Like, I, I thought it was the match was strange because, like, you know, like, Dalton Castle, like, he's still, in the, he's still out here with them big-ass trunks, and he's still out here with his back brace on. Like, he's looking like fucking night, or late 80s, early 90s Larry Bird. And, like... He started wearing that back brace in 2019, from what I remember, and I was like, "Yo, is he okay?" Um, and then he's out here. It's 2022, and he's still in his fucking back brace. Like, yo, you might. So it's like Cassidy gets no better. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, like, maybe he should consider like whatever's going on with him. Like, maybe this isn't worth it, but apparently it is to him. But um, the whole match is like, or not the whole match, but most of the match, and especially the beginning, is like. Gresham is trying is giving him and all this stuff to get him over and do all his quirkiness or whatever else, and the crowd starts to like it. Um, and then eventually, over time, um, uh, Gresham wears him down and he ends up getting um, the octopus hold, and uh, Dalton has to tap. And I thought to myself like, okay, so, and then it leads to the the you know the run ins at the end or whatever else. But I was kind of like. At the end of it, I was looking like, okay, so like you know they did you know Joe makes a save for 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 I'm I'm you're gonna have to go through but like I'm, at the end I was kind of like, huh, like I don't know I don't know how much this really did for Gresham, but uh, exactly. go through go through the end go through <laughs> yeah. the end or so like Je- the post match stuff. Yeah, Gresham gets the the win. I believe it was a submission. If I'm not it was mistaken. an octopus hole, basically like yeah. uh you know uh, the arm. Almost like a hydrangea without the leg lock part at the end. There was uh, some spot in the corner. It was like the longest 16 seconds of my life. They were oh, just where they were basically each- ducking each other a bunch of times to the crowd, and the po- crowd kept popping for it. Yeah, I was like, all right. Um, <laughs> then uh, I guess the end of the match, uh, Satnam Singh came out with Jay Lethal, um, destroyed the boys in the in the walkway with double choke slams thought those looked pretty good for him they immediately put satinum singh in with jonathan gresham i was like this is why i love this company they gave it to me right when i was thinking the first time i saw satinum singh um got a couple funny screen caps out of that jay lethal jumps on gresham from there uh as you mentioned uh Satnam Singh drops a one knee and then choke slams Jonathan Gresham. And I, I don't think I could laugh any harder, uh, but I la- had a hearty laugh uh, at that moment. They um, then Samoa Joe came out for the save. Uh, the ROH TV champion and Joe looks like a 30 times bigger star than Jonathan Gresham. Like, and he's the secondary ROH champion. Yep. Yep. Uh, so. Yeah, um, that's exactly what I thought. I was like, okay, so he has this match where where he basically has to, uh, or he basically like the whole point is seemingly is like he's there and he got over Dalton Castle. He wins, and then he get the heat on him with with the incoming body person that's a, or the incoming heater for um, Dutton and Lethal. To be fair, this is how he looked at the end of the Supercard of Honor show, too. Like the third most important person in the ring. Yeah. So then Joe clears him out or whatever else with with the chair or with the lead pipe. And then, he, you know, he him and Joe bump belts and is like, look, I, look we all know we're not under, under any um, like uh, 
delusions that um, John the Gresham is a bigger star in the same stratosphere as Samoa Joe historically or even right now. We're not we're not doing that. But why do you bring him on TV to do this? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like if you like if 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 you're if you run both companies and the point is to showcase showcase your your tight your champion, that is not that's not necessarily a good way to do it. Like there are there now granted there are a lot worse ways to handle a champion from another company on on um, on different promotions uh, television. We've seen lots of those, right? But this one just wasn't like it was like it was almost felt like what's the point other than just to you know just to do it. And I was like, okay, well, that's the point. Just to do it, then I guess. But like, I don't. Uh, that's not. Going, I don't see how that makes anybody want to tune in to see the next title defense for Gresham. And I was like, bored. yeah, I um, because it didn't make it, it. Just it just like he was like a, they treated him like he was just a guy, and, like with a belt, but a guy nonetheless. Yeah. Um. Then we had the main. Like, they event. would never do this with Ricky oh, Starks. They would never do this with Ricky Starks, <laughs> and that's not. And that's not even a real fucking belt. Yeah, um, we had the main event after that. Uh, Thunder Rosa versus Nyla Rose, and I thought they worked hard in this match. I was into it. Um, Thunder came out. Gotta say, big fan of Cowboy Hat Thunder Rosa. Keep bringing it to me every time she comes to Texas. Um, so Thunder retains the championship against Nyla Rose. It was a cool uh, code red reversal spot in this uh, that I'm sure you guys have seen in different matches over the years. But uh, Nyla's size and Thunder Rosa's like made it look great. I thought um, they fought pretty hard, and the crowd really, I think, got into this one uh, by the end of it. And Thunder got a successful defense here. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a <sighs> this match was not good outside of like. The power bomb gets countered into a into a red red code red. I it was it was sloppy at points. Uh, I thought the finish was well done, but um, most of the match, like I, I give it, I gave it three flat stars. But like at, at this point, watching the three matches, it was like okay. So like I thought this was the third best match on the show. Um, given how and they also went kind of not want to say kind of long, but like um, I felt the length of of this match, but like. Either way, it's still a match that I would give three stars to. So, like, I gave all three matches, like, three stars or three and a quarter. And I was just like, I, they're good matches, but I, I'm not really, there's there's nothing really to write home about and be like, hey, go out. There's nothing I'd recommend to someone to watch. They go out their way to, if you're watch if you already watch a lot of this stuff, they go watch more of it. And, like, that's the kind of stuff that's like, all right, well, if this is a money grab because it's, a, you know, supplemental viewership or whatever else for their TV ratings or whatever else, like, or TV deal, fine. Um, but I also feel like, in a way, like, this is also just supplemental, non-essential, you know, programming. Um, I understand there's a title change, but, like, outside of the title change, there's nothing newsworthy at all about this about this stuff or, or anything you go out your way to see. It was fine. It was an hour of fine wrestling. Yeah, I, I or I like say that because that sounds that sounds like it's uh, it's just an hour of good wrestling and just flatly good. Nothing, nothing was dynamic or explosive or blew you away. Like compare that to what you saw in Dynamite. Like nah. Yeah, like there's there's a clear uh, difference in presentation and effort levels, and um, I don't know, man. Like 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 I was saying, I I think they've punted on this concept like and it I, I think it comes down to them like you know 
like when this thing rolled out, we were like, "Yo, this is going to be this Clash of Champions style thing." And I mean, you know, the the reputation of Clash of the Champions is overstated. Is overstated. And then if you start going through those cards, like this probably is on par with what we were getting, like mm-hmm. in comparison to to the at, the standards just higher now. Right, standards higher, and you would think that any piece of real of of landscape you can get uh, if you're going to get some extra shows on TNT for the year, you'd want to go super hard, but maybe it's a case where they're just like, all right, there's all, there's a certain ceiling on this thing and they don't really want to commit more to it. They do the optics thing of the women main eventing. This is the second one they've main evented uh, for battle of the belts. That's a, that's an easy lob you can throw up there. I feel like to, um, you know, people that are looking for those type of things, but I would prefer that they put, stuff on there that everyone cares about. No one gives a fuck about the Ring of Honor world title. Like, sorry. Not like, when it's Dalton Castle versus Jonathan Gresham, no. Like, come on, like, man. Like, 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 put you a, like, put me, give me a Kyle O'Reilly Jonathan Gresham match. There's no reason they couldn't have booked that. None. I know. Like, <laughs> I know. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, I, I, I think they just got to act like they care about it and then they'll be fine um, <laughs> but it, like, it clearly I, feels like they don't care they i mean they do get one benefit like i don't remember the first time they did it but like they were able to do two shows this week right like they were able to do you know new orleans dynamite and then rampage and uh garland oh, so yeah. so by <clears throat> them being able to do garland for uh rampage slash uh battle of the belts like you ever get another house? So, like, I mean, that's what it accomplished. How, I don't know how it did in the ratings. I can't tell you how that did, but, like, I'm pretty sure it did decent for a slot. So, like, it did something for them. But um, if you're, you know, is it moved it, it moved the, the Ring of Honor stuff forward, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it, you know, like the, the Gresham, Lethal... Um, Joe stuff. It moved that forward. So it's like it. It just it. It was just very. It was an hour of low stakes stuff. That's like if you if you are someone that doesn't that's that's stretch for time, you can pull up the results, read it, and be like, okay, three stars here, three stars here, three and a quarter here, whatever you want to say, low threes all around. And okay, Rosa got a got a you know defense. Um, Gresham was out there. They further along that with that stuff with Gresham and Lethal and Joe and Guevara's champion again. Okay, cool. When's 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 Dynamite? Wednesday. <laughs> well, I was asked that rhetorically. Like, like if I if if you were stretched for time, like in like you go into the future with Battle of the Belts, you know now. You already knew after the first, but now you really know. You might get a title change. You ain't. It's like okay, so it went from Sammy Guevara to it moved from Scorpio Sky to Sammy Guevara. Like if you were, I don't know, like they, you know, it, whatever, whatever. It it was it was a title change. And I still feel like nothing happened. You know what I'm saying? Like it was that kind of show. Good wrestling, but felt like nothing really happened. But I guess moving on from here, James, it's time to hit the music. So, um, last weekend, 
there were two shows, and then um, this weekend there was uh, one show. Well, there was kind of two shows, but like it wasn't Stardom. It was Corgan uh, um, Hall's 60th anniversary shows, where they had uh, the first show was on Thick Friday, and it was um, they gave uh, they had a Joshi show, a Joshi All Star show from people from Marvelous and Sendai Girls and Ice Ribbon and and Seedling and. All every basically every place except for Tokyo Joshi Pro um, brought people in, um, and then the second show was a was a joint show between um, New Japan and All Japan. It's funny because like I can't find that New Japan All Japan uh, show from to save my life anywhere, but like I was able to get a hold of the um, um, the Joshi show. I haven't seen it yet, but like it's like three hours and change, and I'll watch it eventually this week. But um, I don't know. I don't know why the Japan one was. We can't find it. I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, last weekend you end up having uh, of important things of importance where uh, they put two second round Cinderella tournament matches up um, or on the cards. Uh, one of the matches was Azumi versus Hazuki. Um, Azumi versus Azuki was basically them doing a, a tribute to their high speed stuff for 2019. Um, when Hazuki was the high speed champion and Azumi and Starlight Kid also were chasing her. And then, uh, up until Riho showed up and there was a mandate that she was not allowed to do jobs. So they made her the, the high speed champion. And that was that for that. Um, so, um, they started off really quick where, uh, they tried to have a high speed match and then Azumi basically like countered. Hazuki and I was pinned her and then like Hazuki was like okay like I can't just basically be like the aggressor in high speed tactics against her she's improved that much um so I had to take a different route and then at the end um Hazuki doing all the counter stuff I was mentioning is about uh, catching her um countering out of the Azumi uh, Sushi and then again hitting her with the uh Hazuki Star Cradle and pinning her it's like four minutes I gave it uh three and a half stars uh, I was like three and a quarter stars. It was really fun. Um, and like, they just, they, they have that same chemistry. They're awesome together. Um, but Hazuki advances. Um, and Hazuki, sorry, uh, Hazuki reached out to, to shake Azumi's hand and Azumi was like, nah, I'm shaking your hand. So then Hazuki patted her on the head and walked off. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> all right like, like you better but i'm still better than you <laughs> you, you got better but you still ain't on my level uh so that was fun um and then um from there the next um match uh it was shirin hameka so shirin hameka um going back to i want to say last november um Hameka challenged uh, Shuri for a title match. At that time, it was for the SWA belt when she was still champion. And uh, she, you know, they had been waiting. And that was kind of like the stand-in place in case Konami could not come back for the eventual UWF rules match. Um, Konami came back, so they never it never happened. But when you looked at the tournament and saw that they were, you know, they were kind of destined to face each other in the second round, you were like, okay, like, is... is um. This is where they like do you know set up for the match, and sure enough, this is what happened. They they had a, uh, a match where they just you, you want to see them have a match. You want to see you want to see this Asuka versus this fucking giant, and um, 
at the end, it, it goes to a draw, of course. Um, I, th- I thought maybe you might, you know, you might even give Hameka a, a fall over. No, nah, we're not doing that. We just, we just had her go over Julia. We just had her go over Mayu. We, she ain't dropping no falls no, no, for, for no time soon. So, um, they went to a draw and then they, they set up the match and that is set for the, uh, main event for the Cinderella, um, pay-per-view. So that is April 29th. So I think that's Friday, two weeks from now. Um, so, um, I'm like given that match and, uh, also on, um, yesterday's show, it's not up yet, but, uh, all only thing that's up right now are the, um, uh, the Cinderella tournament matches, but like there was a Micah and, uh, Hameka match, uh, where they're tagging versus Shuri and, 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 uh, Ami. And like, I can't wait to see Hameka and ring with Ami. <laughs> I can't wait to see them fucking giants get it on. But um but yeah, like so uh I'm 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 actually excited to see Hameka versus Shuri. Like it's been a while since uh Hameka's had a big title match um in stardom. Uh she's only had one before. And um like I think like when she wrestles people at a high level, like she can have a great match. Like I uh my favorite single match for her was last year's um last year's uh, G1, G1, Grand Prix match versus her in, in Momo. Like, I thought that match was ex- outstanding. And, like, you know, they, they could have that same level of match. So this is, um, this is Shuri's Lance Archer defense? Kind of. Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> kind of. Like, I mean, there will be no Texas death matches and, ble- and bleeding. But, uh, but yeah. You need uh, to bring that in. Freaking the blood! Look, I got to tell you, I've seen, I've seen, uh, I've seen them on accident get color before. Like, uh, one of Arissa Oshiki's last uh, white belt uh, defenses was at the the 2020 anniversary show against um against Utami and like I don't know what happened but Utami ended up, uh just was bleeding in the match and like it t- I gotta tell you I was I was like what the fuck are they doing <laughs> like I thought I thought that like Utami bladed and I was like what are they doing but actually it was legit but like it it distracted me the whole match I didn't like that match it was okay um but yeah like you know you know. I, I don't. I don't really see a need for blood and stardom. I mean, if they want to, I guess. But um, I would say this. I think that maybe like the Nats support or the Nasco stuff would have made more sense if like she's allowed to make the baby faces bleed because like she was trying to do a knockoff version of like all Japan women's eighties like Dangerous Alliance shit. So like the whole point of that was like you were making the baby faces bleed and the, and the teenage girls were crying because like she and the guy was bleeding and you know um, but. You know, for me, it was like, it didn't work, but, um, maybe it would have, I don't think it was cause it's still NASCO, but, um, maybe it would have, but, uh, yeah, like, I mean, here's the thing. If you start, I think if you do it in a startup where you say you gotta get blood, you know, who's going to want to do it first. It's going to be Julie want to do it first. Cause like, you know, um, so like, if you're going to do it, you got to kind of say that for like a, a bigger spot, you got to say it for like a sumo hall type of deal or whatever else. Like I think all those, all the, you know, these, these like B pay-per-views, C pay-per-views. I don't think you do it then. I think you save it for like the big hot thing. And then you get the, you know, the, the, the photographers and the, you know, pro res- pro weekly wrestling thing to get the pictures of like a bloody Julie or whatever. Else nah, I need to see somebody fighting up and down the aisle. I need to see Rossi in a white suit and then the blood splattering on Rossi and <laughs> the hat, the white hat. That shit need to look like Scott Hall's uh, clothes. 
So, so I'm trying to think. Who's the last time I see uh, Rossi wear some all white? Like, would it have been like probably Budokan Hall last year? So, like in the middle of like the white the hair match, like in the middle of the hair match last year, these Tam and Julia all of a sudden like one of them started bleeding and they bleed all over Rossi. Yeah. Sure. Add, add to the show. It was, you know, it was already, it was already one of the, you know, it was already one of the best matches of the year last year. Like, I get, I, I, I guess it wouldn't have hurt. I don't trying know. to be the best. You okay. Know. Sure. I don't think, I don't think the blood would have made it the best. I'm like the match is the match, but sure. But then again, you know, you look at like how I think about the Yuta in, um, in, in Moxie match, how other people look at it, like it was clearly because of the blood. Because like the blood, the, that shit, I don't care about the blood. I'm not care about the match. And like apparently, y'all care about that blood a whole fucking lot. <laughs> Um, so I mean, then again, you think you know, and then have the precedent of like, oh, like, watch the Cody in uh, <laughs> the Cody and Dustin match, and like, not care about the blood, and then watch it, and then care about the blood, and see how much of a difference it was. Like, is that some five? Is that some? Is that a five star wrestling match based off the wrestling, or is it because like you think this legend is about to bleed out? I don't care. Get up and fight. <laughs> like I'm over blood, but um. Uh, yeah. Um, I, 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 am interested to see what this, uh, what this match like. This could be, this match could be ve- very important for like what Hameka could be in Stardom. Like, if, if this shit goes Game Buster, she could be, she could be a red belt, white belt champion. Um, if it just is okay, then maybe, maybe they were like, eh. I think this is a really, I think this is like the most important match of her career in Stardom. Um, mm. so because it's like. I don't think she's charismatic. She's a shit stir when she wants to be. She's a good promo. Like, and all she has that size and like the thing that always kind of, I felt like was the thing that probably held her back was the fact that like, is she as good a single wrestler as like the top of stardom? The people at the top of stardom? Probably not. Um, so like if she can answer some of these doubts, then like you, you can kind of see like, I don't see why she couldn't pass by Micah. If that's if if she has a killer match, I feel like her selling like she's a tag team champion. Um, I think, she's, I, but the thing is, like we we agree with that, but it's also it's like you know a lot of stardom is like these people are also overqualified for that, right? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like it, if she has a killer match, it can kind of change her trajectory because it's like, all right, I a lot of competition. It is, it is. Um, but I mean they. I mean, the way they protected her, and obviously that's some of that giant booking, right, with protection, but it's also like, you might, you might want to put that to good use some, at some point, right? Because it's like, there's only so much equity you will get out of it if she doesn't eventually become champion, or one of the champions. Mm-hmm. So, um, we'll see how this goes. Like, I think, I think this is a big match for her uh, coming up in two weeks, so... Um, hope it works out well for her because I do like her. It's just I I don't just don't think she's at the level of the top of stardom as far as like I think she's 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 slotted appropriate to her skill level compared to the rest of the roster. It's just like you know I think that there's more for her if they let her like you know treat her like she's a number two in a promo in you know instead of just number three. Like I feel like she can get to a lot of stuff and be interesting as a shit stirrer. Um, mm-hmm. It just hasn't really happened because she's a giant, but. Um, that was pretty much it, the gist of uh, last or last week and stuff. This week and stuff, uh, I was basically the rest of the second round. And then um, because of different draws, like this basically like gets you all the way up to the final four to where it lets you know, like this is who's going to be in the semifinals and the finals. So um, the 
first match that I uh, have on here is uh, Saeeda versus Mai. Uh, <laughs> I was worried that they were going to uh, have Mai beat uh, um, beat Ida, and I was going to be pissed. I don't know why. Maybe it's because like I was pissed that she beat uh, C, um, but um, it went according to plan. Like Ida chopped the shit out of her, beat the shit out of her. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, and then, uh, Pinder, um, so, uh, that, you know, match is okay, but, um, it, it didn't go long. Uh, then next match after that, you end up getting Unagi versus Natsupoi. Um, this match is one of the best matches of the tournament so far. Obviously, you know, 10 minute time limit is short, but, um, it started off with some comedy. It's, it's a callback to, uh, one of their random matches, they had, singles matches they had back last fall where, um, he did this comedy spot where they grabbed one of those stretchy bands, uh, and like they were snapping each other with it from you know across from you know from corner to corner from the ring uh, in the ring, and eventually like Daichi the ref ended up getting caught underneath it or caught over the top of it like between his legs, and they both snapped him basically in his groin. Um, so like they start to match, and Unagi shows up. She you can see like she has three of these pink fucking rubber band things like just all over her gear, and then like you know Daichi goes to you know, dress, you know, pat her down to see if she got any weapons. And then all of a sudden, like Daichi, like pulls one, pulls two, and then they go to the wrestle. Um, and he's like, what the fuck is this? And he's like, no. Uh, and then they go to wrestle. And then right as they go to start wrestling, like that's point gr- finds one literally like up the gauntlet, like, you know, the gauntlet deal she wears, grabs one and is about to snap. Nasty boy ends up getting caught up in the ref. Um, they end up, um, outside, um, and has Natsupoy had uh, got thrown over the top um, and she, like, she's in danger like she's about to fall over over the top and then um, Unagi tries to get her tries to like knock her off and um, at the last second I don't know why but <laughs> Unagi had one in her bra and one of those stretchy deals in, the, in her bra and Natsupoy grabs it and snaps her to get and she you know freaks out because it hit her in the chest and then like Natsupoy's able to slide back in they continue wrestling uh, and then Natsupoy they trace some near fall Natsupoy ends up like getting two uh, gets a big German suplex and then um, Unaki mounts with final fight runs out of steam and then uh, Natsupoy ends up hitting her with a straight jacket uh, suplex she calls the fairy train gets the win Natsupoy advances um and it was a fun match uh, before the stuff, fun match during the goofiness, and then like the real wrestling happened, and it's like oh, we got a good version of the TJPW. So um, that's Boy Vance. She um, she goes to the final four. Um, so after that, you end up getting Kaguma versus Julia. Uh, Kaguma now Kaguma. In um, Julia last year in the, in the Grand Prix, they had a match where Kaguma rolled up uh, Julia and Pinder. So I was thinking, like, hmm, maybe maybe she'll catch her again. Um, they they start off where she's trying to get uh, Julia to do the you know the bearism and all that kind of stuff, and Julia's not going for it. And um, eventually, she goes for it, and then somehow. Like Kaguma keeps convincing Julia with the with the urging on the crowd to do some stupid shit that leads to her downfall. They both end up basically balancing all on the top rope with their feet on the middle rope, and like they trade 
forearms back and forth, and the whole time they start teetering in and out while hanging on or whatever else the whole time uh, for a little bit. It was entertaining. Um, and then, but by by the end, um, Julius out on gets put out on the apron, and uh, Kaguma uh, basically does like the um, drop kick where you run out. You basically running out towards the apron. You drop kick somebody uh, through the ropes, and then you hang off. Mm-hmm. And that's how uh, Kaguma eliminated Julia. And then uh, Kaguma's on the apron and was like, "Come here, I beat you. I beat you. Come here." I want you to pose for these bear picks. And then Julia begrudgingly posed for the bear picks. And then after she did it, she beat up uh, Kaguma a little bit and then walked off. But it was fun for what it was. I think I gave it three stars. Um, then <laughs> next match, Mayu versus Saki. <sighs> so oh, I saw this hilarious. <laughs> Electric 17 second match. <laughs> it, it never fucking fails, bro. I told you before what's going was gonna happen. Like she's all upset alert. And it, every time they're in a fucking term together, like just Saki just, Kashima owns Mayu. Yes, in the s- same way that now we're finding out that, that, that Kaguma owns Julia, Saki Ben own Mayu. They shake hands before or sorry, Saki tries to shake Mayu's hand before the match, and Mayu's like, No, I'm not doing it. Get the fuck out of here. You betrayed me. You're a piece of shit. You're a scammer. Like, no. Get away from me. Bell rings. And, uh, Mayu hits her with a, the bell rings, immediately hits her with a super kick. No, it actually goes to shake her hand. Mayu sets, ready for it, all that kind of stuff. The bell rings. Mayu's, you know, super kick, super kick, uh, gets her up and goes for a, a tombstone power driver. Saki escapes and then goes for the, uh, the, uh, the flashing crucifix pin. Mayu rolls out and then uh, Saki adjusts and puts her in another one and it gets the pin in 17 seconds. I was like, I fucking Hilarious. I was like, she's done it again. They've done it again. Mayu is fucking like, she's shocked and embarrassed. Like, why can't I beat this fucking geek? <laughs> like, it's just, it's the funniest shit. But uh, yeah, uh, it made sense to me after it happened uh, that it's like, okay, I see what, I see what happened. Like, I, I would have preferred had like, um, cause then that sets up at this point. Now the, uh, the, the last two matches are the two, um, matches that determine who's going to get to, uh, the semifinals, um, in Oda City. And that, uh, the first match is, um, Ida versus, uh, Kaguma and then also, uh, Mirai versus Saki. So I thought like maybe you do a real match between Saki and Mayu. Mayu's gassed, Mariah's fresh, hasn't wrestled a match, and then you have Mariah throw her over. In this case, didn't happen. Have Saki just squash Mayu, squash Mayu with a fucking flash pin. And then, like, then you have, like, uh, they basically uh, do, you know, Mariah fighting versus, like, all these goons from Oedo Taichin on the outside. But um, uh, the first uh, quarterfinal match is. Uh, uh, or from this show is uh, <laughs> Ida versus Kaguma, and man, like you know, um, in a way, there's it, a it, this isn't doesn't quite fit nicely because like Kaguma had came back on like the same show where Ida tore her ACL, but like basically after she had won the the, the futures title 
and she had to relinquish it because she tore ACL. They kind of more or less slotted in uh, Kaguma where Ida may have ended up being had she not got hurt. Where like she was going to be like after you know, the whole situation happened with um, what they were planning with the uh, you know Starlight Kid moving on to Oedotai, like she was going to be like a number two, number three figure for a while in 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 Stars was going to be the future champion, eventually drop it to somebody else, but then move on from losing the future's belt to be like you know somebody in the golden generation. Uh, so she tears she tears ACL and she comes back, and you know. Now they're, you know, they're in the same round, face each other. And, like, it's interesting to see it because, like, you know, they're basically... Kuguma's a little taller, but, like, they're more or less, like, underdog baby faces or whatever else. And, obviously, they do different, totally different ways. Like, one's a, you know, serious ass, chop you, beat the shot you, lift you, and throw you, get thrown around wrestler. The other one is, you know, high speed, also a comedian. Uh, and... Like I thought, they I, I thought they pretty much had like a, a merging of what they both do best, like the high speed stuff with the big chops and and lariats and stuff, and they had a hell of a match for like eight minutes, wherever it went. But like Ida Ida was handing uh was giving Kaguma that work, <laughs> just chops and lariats and overpowder, and had her literally beat. And um, you know she she uh she had she done everything except for hit her with uh the spinning. Brain Buster, so she had got she had got frustrated seemingly, and uh, Ida went for the Ida Bashi her her roll up, and Kaguma basically ducked on ducked and ducked out of it, and just hit her with the uh, the Kuma roll and got her out of there. And I, as it happened, I was like, I I kind of wish that that Ida had won, but I'm not mad because like Kaguma advances, and the semifinals will be her versus Suzuki. And they can, you know, play more into their friendship and stuff that they, like ever since Suzuki came back. And that's been a really good story ever since, um, ever since, you know, Suzuki came back. So I'm not mad at it, but I, I really would have liked to have seen, um, Ida had made it this far to then lose to Hazuki, but whatever. Either way, Hazuki's going to get to the final. I, I, I don't, I'm under any, um, any, uh, I'm not, I don't think anyone's going to, under the impression that like, Kaguma's going to win Cinderella. I, I'd be surprised, wouldn't you? Yeah. Um, she's final. She's fine. She was in the, uh, she was in the final of the first one, but I mean, that was 2015. Then again, it is a Cinderella. I mean, anybody win this shit. <laughs> uh, I'm, there are things I don't want to say on air, but there are certain, I think there are certain restrictions to, to be put in that Cinderella dress. Um, yeah uh so um so uh then the other uh the the main event of this uh Korkin Hall um it is Mirai versus Saki Kashima and Mirai is at first shining like a baby face and then what is how on the side um try to pull her off the apron um after she ended up getting thrown after she ended up over the top and then um Shuri and uh, and Ami uh, cleared house pretty quick. <laughs> they, they, they they got them to stop that shit pretty quick. Um, and then they end up back in the ring, and um, they're going back and forth. And uh, <sighs> they did a, they had a really good near fall with the uh, with the flash uh, crucifix pin didn't work. And then um, from there, uh, Mariah fought back and. She kept hitting with with big ass bombs, and she folded. 
uh, at the end, um, Mariah ends up winning. So, uh, going into the other side of that bracket, it is Natsupoi versus Mariah in the other semifinal. So, I, uh, like, all new people from compared to last year's Final Four. Um, I think that it's either Hazuki or Natsupoi is going to win this thing. But um, either way, like, for someone to have just showed up at the beginning of the year, January 3rd, to like now being the semifinals of the Cinderella tournament already have, um, you know, got a red belt title match, like, and also like made some noise, like storyline wise, like going, jumping a faction already. Like they're doing, they're, they're like, they clearly have big plans for Mariah and this golden generation thing. Um, and like, she's, she's fucking good. (laughs) She's fucking good. Like this is another, this is what, uh, this is probably my second, I think it's the second best match of the tournament. Um, her and Saki, and you know, like Saki was Saki was game. Like Saki pulled out a fucking top rope Lana. Like she, like this was like one of those things where like this is my time to shine. Like you know, I, you know, just like the Osaka Joe Hall thing with Shuri. Like every so often they give her a, little, a spot. Like mostly she's like the kid comedy wrestler at this point, right? And you know, like the gatekeeper for the for the for the like future title or whatever else. Like the old um, Nasu Samiri role. Uh, she kind of took and like she's obviously more talented than that, but like she doesn't really sweat it. And like they gave her the spot to kind of you know see what she was ma- see what Mariah's made of, and like Mariah showed improved again. Like <laughs> right at this point, Mariah don't miss. <laughs> she, she's <laughs> fucking good. Um, but yeah, um, we'll get so the the card for that show is already out. We'll talk about it next week when we preview the show. Um, but yeah, um, it's it's. It's got a big gauntlet match in the middle of it to basically put everybody on the card, similar to like that goofy match they did last year on that on that show with like the the end up with Julie and Tam tagging together. But um, but yeah, two title defenses and um, we'll we'll talk about it next week though. But that's in the show that I, unless you got something else. Yeah, man. Uh, two things. Um, so apparently the Warriors have like broke their foot off in Denver's ass, and yep. Steph is going crazy, and Jordan Poole is going crazy. I'm watching and- it. Yeah, so uh, feel, feeling feeling good, you know, for, for about that Warriors pick uh, I was I was talking about earlier, uh, and also uh, rest in peace to uh, the drama king DJ K Slay uh, passed away from complications from COVID nineteen. Um, not gonna get into what he may or may not have, you know, been on, you know, necessarily before that, but. Uh, big loss in the hip hop community. I'll stick to that. Like he, you know, this is a guy started as a graffiti artist, like, and, uh, was a, a mixtape DJ that he kind of got, he, he rolled with, you know, I was kind of more on the DJ clue side. I always mm-hmm. like clue more than case lay. Well, at uh, that po- oh, I mean like case lay kind of made a certain point made it where you had to make a choice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I was, rolling, I was rolling with rock, you know, yeah. huh? like you want to Rockefeller, you want to roll with Papoose. I'll take Rockefeller. Pat. I'm, I'm sorry. Case lay. Like, I, I like, I like some of that stuff, but nah, man, uh, Go ahead, sorry. Right. But yeah, uh, rest in peace to him. Very big part of like, uh, you know, the mixtape DJs. I've, I've got lots of K Slade mixtapes back in the day at Skull's mixtape spot. Just had every single one of them street sweepers and, yep. you know, a bunch of that stuff. So, uh, big, big loss in the, in the world of hip hop. Uh, you know, I, I would consider myself like, you know, to do, to try to rap to impress people like K Slade. So, um, mm-hmm. 
yeah, just uh, it was a tough loss for the rap community. And uh, rest in peace goes to his fam or him, and you know, best wishes to his family and everything. I think it's I think it's at this point like we gotta when we talk about DJing because it's such a the whole networking promotion thing is like a small thing. Like, like I, I, obviously, Cal is still around, but like he might be like, he might be the last one in hip hop anyway. Like, there's always gonna be like the you know the EDM DJs whatever but like as far as rap yeah, goes <laughs> yeah that's that's a different thing that's a different thing um like they're really put they're producers and also DJ like that's not it's a it's a whole different objective um but I I think that like we gotta kind of give a lot of props in respect and roses or whatever you want to call it to like the DJs from you know, the last 20 years or so that like the ones that were able to like do the mixtape thing in the radio stuff or maybe the radio stuff's optional, but like do all that stuff. And then we're able to like get a release for our album Mm -hmm. for, you know, uh, like I think it was a big deal. Like, so people like, you know, professional stuff for clue, the street sweeper stuff, um, the gangster grill stuff, uh, Khaled, Example, like, we got to kind of, like, put them on a different kind of tier because, like, there's only, like, there's less than two handfuls I'm never able to do that. Mm-hmm. In um, case it was one of them, like, uh, I think it's a time and place thing. Like, East Coast rap, New York, late 90s, you know, early 2000s. Like, if you were there, like, k Slade was a big fucking deal. And like he'd be on those radio shows, and he'd be out here talking fucking disrespectful talking to all the shit. You know, yes. Any, any. It seemed like he filed any grievance, any grievance he had with anybody. He was out here. He didn't give a fuck. He'll say it. Um, and like that's also part that kind of kept him that that we kind of all enjoyed about him is like he didn't give a fuck. He'll say it. He'll king. say that shit. Yeah, dra- yeah, yeah, yeah. Drama king. Uh, so like you know, uh, he was he it it was it was. My experience with rap was more fun because he was in it. Absolutely. Yep. So, RIP to K. Slay. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't really have too much more uh, this week. Yeah. Uh, that's in the show, y'all. Thanks for listening. Be sure to rate us on whatever app you're using to listen to this with. Um, if you are watching the stream, um, hit us up with the bits. If you are listening for the podcast, uh, go to our circle and drop us off with a donation. And be sure to rate us, or sorry, be sure to listen to other shows on the network. Aside from One Nation Radio, you also have Keep It a Strong Style, The Rookie and Clive Wrestling Show, Grumman Washes Shit, The Grave Consequences Podcast, 8 Bit Suplex, All Things Elite, Great Match Generator, and AEW Match Guide. Thanks for listening, y'all. Later. Peace.